To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our MyPillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. I am not frightened of these people. I, I've spent my life serving others, and and I love my country. This thing is not going to just slip away. They're not going to take us without a fight. I'm going to fight legally and peacefully and within the parameters of the Constitution that I've sworn to serve. But they're going down. These these men and their high perch and their their position of power and authority that are walking upon our entire history, our deepest core principles. They're not going to get away with it. They have so far. We'll see. Powerful people in this country, they want to make sure no one hears your, your voice. They want everyone to look at you like a far-right, crazy conspiracy theorist. Is that who you are? No, man. I'm a regular American man. I'm an investigator, police officer by background. I'm going to continue to speak the truth, whether anybody likes it or not. You've always been controversial. I mean, even when you were in law enforcement, you did those uh, Crime Stopper videos that went viral. People loved them. You got a lot of heat for them, too. The Gremlin Street Gang is responsible for hundreds of violent crimes, murders, armed robberies, witness intimidation, burglaries, drug trafficking, extortion, and brutal beatings. We've arrested 10 of these thugs and have warrants on seven more. You will be hunted. You will be tracked. And if you raise your weapon to a man like me, we'll return fire with superior fire. Darren Carter, you think men like these are afraid? Previously on The Pete Santilli Show. I'm going to tell you what the agenda is today, uh, but big news regarding Taiwan. Big. And you'll see that. The, the bioweapons uh, lab that they have out there, 11, level four, I stumbled into this. Last night I had Dr. Uh, Judy uh, Mikovits on, and that 
basically produced an explosion of new information. Uh, Biden, complicit in trafficking. Wait till you hear a congresswoman uh, that laid that out. Uh, we're also going to identify that Speaker Johnson, he's just McCarthy uh, 2.0. Absolute disgusting display of hijacking the speakership and just giving the Democrats what they want and handing the FBI, um, which, by the way, covered up the Clinton Epstein pedophilia. Can you imagine? It was difficult to say that. Um, absolutely difficult to say that. Outside of like gold and silver making big purchases by central banks of, of gold. Uh, do you look at that? I mean, is it conversion or is it like, for instance, Bitcoin? Oh, man. Bitcoin's exploding and they're out there saying a lot, there's a lot of chatter out there saying, oh, yeah, with the downfall of the dollar, there's an increase in the, you know, stupid moves with Boeing. I don't see it that way. I don't trust that, that upswing there. I see it as a potential way to steal from us, right? Well, you don't know who owns Bitcoin for crying out loud. And so, so the funny thing about Bitcoin is you've got BlackRock. By the way, can I just interject real, real quick? It's not anonymous. It's not, I mean, somebody can control that thing. Everybody sees the ledger. You have access to it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you, you look at it and BlackRock is wanting to start a, a crypto, basically Bitcoin ETF, right? So it's going to the SEC for a vote. I mean, this is, to me, this is just supply and demand. I'm going to get to her interview uh, and play that for the majority of the next hour, okay? But let me tell you some of the stuff that she said. She gave instructions to all university students mm -hmm. to stay out of the labs. Right. She said, stay out of the labs. She said, you'll never see Fauci in one of those university labs. He'll be in a fake laboratory with a white lab coat, but he doesn't notice how, isn't that true? You don't see true. Hillary Clinton, who's pictured with all those NIH representatives. You don't see her in a lab. By the way, she's a walking virus. <laughs> yeah, anyways, um, <clears throat> a walking lab leak. A walking lab leak. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but she yeah. said, get out. The message she put out was get out of the university labs. And she's a top molecular biologist. She knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's very, very um, strategic. They want to kill all the most, you know, uh, the valuable and smartest of God's creations. And she's also telling the public, stay away from a grocery store with a pharmacy in it. I'm like, why? All right, Congressman Jason Smith runs the House Ways and Means Committee, and he uh, joins us tonight. Sir, it's good to have you on. Um, I want to start off, uh, James Comer, who you've been working with quite a bit, went on Jake Tapper's show on Friday. Tapper, who's been ignoring all of the evidence of Joe Biden's involvement in this, a guy who's been ignoring Tony Bobulinski's personal request to come on his show for two years now, we can verify. Tapper basically mocked Comer, your colleague, for alleging that this indictment could be a cover-up for the much larger crimes, as in Hunter's potentially treasonous influence peddling operation with his father, who is the president. Let's go ahead and play it. My concern is that Weiss may have uh, indicted Hunter Biden to protect him. 
from ah, having to be deposed. Yes. In the in the House Oversight Committee yes. on Wednesday. He but indicted we him to protect him. Yes. The classic rubric. He indicted him to protect him. I got it. Well, look, this whole this, this Jake, this whole thing's been about a cover up. You know, you've got two. That's why he invited him to, to protect him, to, to cover it up. You know, for anybody that's been paying attention to, you know, all the facts of this case, and Tapper has been, he just hasn't been reporting them. It, it, that's enraging to watch. I wanted to get your reaction to that. You know, Rob, it's very disappointing. Um, what we have learned just over the, the last several months from the two IRS whistleblowers, uh, it proves time and time again that they've been telling the truth. The, the nine different criminal indictments that Hunter Biden received just, just last week, it confirms everything that the IRS whistleblowers had recommended. And also what the IRS whistleblowers recommended. In fact, when they were before our committee this past week for five hours, they said there should be a special counsel into Mr. Weiss himself because of how there was obstruction yeah. in that in that investigation. You know, do you think that there's I mean, what Comer's alleging is that that there's you know, that this could be a cover up because there's so much there's a much larger crime here uh, that you guys are sniffing around about. And you're finding tons of circumstantial evidence that points to the idea that Joe Biden, along with his brother and his son, uh, have all collectively been together selling his power all over the world. Do you, do you think that we have you know, potentially a, a massive scandal here. You've got Jake Tapper just laughing at it and, and treating James Comer like he's insane to even suggest that. Rob, there is no doubt in my mind that Joe Biden is the most corrupt and compromised president in the history of the history of this country. And you can just look at what the IRS whistleblowers have provided. The IRS whistleblowers provided numerous examples of where investigations led to Joe Biden, but in every instance, they were denied by higher ups at the Justice Department. Whether it was a search warrant that was going after a naming political figure one, where they said that you can't have political figure one, which happens to be Joe Biden in it, or whether it's um, numerous examples of communication. The whistleblowers were completely right on the nine criminal counts. They also said that the statute of limitations shouldn't have expired for the tax years of 2014 and 15, which the Justice Department allowed. Biden's Justice Department allowed them to expire, which would be yeah. additional felony accounts in addition to the other nine. So yeah. there's numerous examples from the IRS whistleblowers where the Justice Department, where Biden's Justice Department have been obstructing. Hunter is supposed to be deposed uh, this week. Um, is there I mean, obviously what these charges could mean is that that very, very important deposition could be compromised. Is there any update there? You know, we subpoenaed Hunter to come in for depositions, Jim Jordan, Jamie Comer, and myself this coming Wednesday. It wasn't a request. It was a subpoena. I hope that Hunter Biden will abide by that subpoena and come in for the depositions, just like multiple others have already done. walk into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future not a future that will be but one that might be this is not a new world it is simply an extension of what began in the old one 
It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. who was a top coronavirus advisor to Presidents Trump and Biden, spent 14 hours testifying to Congress in a closed-door meeting right down this hallway. And Republicans and Democrats who are in the room told us that he's open to the possibility that the coronavirus pandemic began with a lab leak. He has been open and continues to be open today as to where this originated from. Was it from a, not, was it from an animal or was it from a lab? He also seemed to agree that uh, he was open to the fact that this could be, um, which we, we believe is a lab leak uh, theory. Uh, I think he's playing semantics a little bit with the definition of what a lab leak is, um, but that seems to be a little different than what he has said in the past. It seemed like he was more wanting to suppress the lab leak theory uh, and say that this was from natural origins. Fauci spent two full days testifying before the House Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic. And while we don't know everything that he said in private, the committee's chairman told reporters that it's clear Fauci didn't know everything that was taking place at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases while he was the director. Chairman Brad Winstrup said Dr. Fauci testified that he signed off on every foreign and domestic NIAID grant without reviewing the proposals and that he was unable to confirm if NIAID has any mechanisms to conduct oversight of the foreign laboratories they fund, which would include whether gain-of-function research was happening. That's important because it gets back to two key questions that Fauci has been asked for years. One, did the coronavirus pandemic start in nature or did it start with a lab leak? And two, did the United States government fund what's called gain-of-function research in China? Senator Rand Paul famously pressed him on this in 2021. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. 
To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund of Virology. Dr. Barrick? Wenstrup also accused Fauci of plain semantics with the meaning of gain-of-function research and said Fauci testified that he, quote, did not recall more than 100 times when asked about COVID information or specific conversations. Wenstrup said in a statement, Dr. Fauci's testimony today uncovered drastic and systemic failures in America's public health systems. While leading the nation's COVID-19 response and influencing public narratives, he simultaneously had no idea what was happening under his own jurisdiction at NIAID. Dr. Fauci declined to comment when asked about Winstrip's description of the meeting. Democrats inside the room say the Republicans are distorting what Fauci really said. They were disinformation. They did not reflect the discussion that I, I was feeling at the end of the day when I left here that it had been a respectful discussion. What Tony Fauci did yesterday was to lay out what the grant review process is. So what's the point of interviewing Fauci after he's already left his government job? Well, the committee's chairman says it's about getting to the bottom of what happened with COVID-19 and preparing for the next pandemic. And if we're going to have this possibility of something able to be made in a lab and the possibility of something able to come from nature, then we should have a structure set up and immediately once there's some kind of an outbreak, we deal with that scientifically. And ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Call out card there for a second. There you go. Good morning, everybody. How are you? FAA got to take voice box out uh, first. Okay. FAA. All right. Good morning, everybody. You guys are having conversations that I'm not privy to, but I'm jumping into the chat room to say hello to everybody. Uh, good morning to everybody. I've got uh, some great interviews coming up in this morning's show. Uh, let me put... Uh, uh, actually, Deb Jordan, if uh, you can tell me if you can see that monitor up there. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. Is your uh, powder puffed? Yeah. Is your puff powdered? As about as puffed and powdered as it's ever going to be. Yeah. Right. Yes. Good yeah. morning to you. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Pete. Santelli. What, Good morning, what is going on? It's the countdown. You still have a few more days to change your mind, as Todd Angle says. <laughs> huh? Yeah. 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 He sent me a message last night. So you he said you still have time to change your mind. Who's Todd Angle? Todd Angle is a guy who was given uh, an attorney, uh, of course, because it costs you eight trillion dollars to defend yourself against the federal government. He was given an, an attorney whose dad, dad's name was on the outside of the building, and this particular attorney. Uh, had a substance abuse issue, fell asleep, mm -hmm. wasn't a very good attorney for Todd Engel, so no. he was forced to represent himself. Yeah. And by doing that, um, he made the Harry Reid appointed, Barack Obama appointed, leftist brown-robed La Raza judge, Gloria <laughs> Navarro, really, really upset. 
Yeah. And what yeah. did she do? Despite all of the evidence that exists that it was an entire fake, a fraud, a lie, a hoax, just like January 6th, mm-hmm. it's except on a smaller levels before uh, deplorables were identified, the Bundy Ranch protest and trials, it was all an operation, it was all an entrapment. But what did she do knowing full well that it was all a complete, uh, based on a whistleblower's testimony, a fake and fraud line? She put him in jail for 14 years. Yes, she did. She sentenced him to 14 years. Why? Because he represented himself. And he said stuff that she didn't want him to say, like, hey, this is a fake, a fraud, and a lie. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, mm-hmm. uh, all these people are corrupt. And yeah. she said, you're going to be removed for representing yourself. And take it up on appeal. And he sat there for five years mm-hmm. on appeal. And what do they do with this American after they destroyed his life and they got their pound of flesh? They push Todd angle out the back door of the Bureau of Prisons to let him fend for himself. Yeah, they overturned, yes. his, so they overturned his conviction. Just in case you didn't know who Todd Engel was. Because I know uh, uh, yeah, Americans just go from one thing to the next to the next. Oh, I mean, they listen to Fox News clips. <laughs> what? You, say it, you say it all the time. It's like a fire hose. It is a fire. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, just one issue to the next to the next. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, we're focused on Fauci. And next thing you know, they're they're cheering. They're, you're cheering for uh, Taylor Swift. All of a sudden, you have no idea why, but why. you are. You're cheering for Taylor Swift. You, you don't even know why. What? And she's a multi-billionaire, and she's reaching trillions of people, and she's put on blast. But God forbid, if I were to say hydroxychloroquine on YouTube, I get freaking shut down. Mm. It's not just that people are cheering for her. Uh, a lot of people are booing her. And I mean, all across America, it's just like they try to convince you. She has the full support of the Pentagon, doesn't she? Yes. And we're going to, and you have that video. Jesse Waters talking about this recently. And I came across this and this is amazing. But we know because you and I have been covering this kind of thing since 20, uh, since 2011, 2013, 2012. And we've seen people who Every knee shall bow. have been in the... We're, we're not going to do that. We're not? So, no. so we have, uh, we've seen this and heard people talk about this, right? Uh, who are former Hollywood about... It's a recruiting ground, the music industry. And, and Hollyweird is a recruiting ground for, uh, you know, operatives. And... It's pretty amazing, really. When wait till you guys hear what Jesse Waters uh, has unveiled here. It's pretty cool. It uh, once again our conspiracy theory when we were called conspiracy nuts, and all the people were called conspiracy theorists back in 2012 has come, you know, full circle. Right? I mean, it's well known that Jim Morrison back in the 60s he was used as a as a recruiting tool for the CIA. On you know, on at universities, everybody knows that it's well documented, and uh, it's it's um it's an amazing piece of work that Jesse Waters Godwin Shrub, serving Ohio's second congressional district. Our office is open Monday through Friday, eight thirty a.m. to five p.m. Ah, eight thirty. I missed it by a couple minutes. I'll be calling because Brad Winstrom was behind closed doors with Anthony Fauci. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, guy, he's in D.C. He's not in his office. It doesn't matter. But my local office <laughs> is where he needs to be. Yeah. That's where he needs to be. Not behind closed doors with Fauci. 
Yeah. Um, I called Brad Wenstrup's office, who's he's in charge of this committee where they go behind closed doors with Anthony Fauci after Brad Winstrom took a couple hundred thousand dollars from Big Pharma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- <laughs> well, I wonder I wonder if his I wonder if his line of questioning um if his line of questioning excluded key questions like why did you arrest Judy Mikovits? Mm. Why'd you arrest her? What did she have? that you didn't want everyone to see. Why'd you arrest her? Uh, and didn't charge her, by the way. Uh, but you extorted money, not money. So you extorted, extorted information from Dr. Judy Mikovits because she was working in Fort Detrick and had all of the testing that basically if her testing was revealed to the public or used on human beings, it would be immoral, illegal, so on and so forth. And Fauci said, give me that paperwork. And she said, no. And he arrested her. Mm -hmm. And then they kept her in jail. And then they went to her husband and said, if you don't get us all the freaking paperwork, we're going to keep her in jail or kill her or whatever. Or kill everybody like they did to everybody. Dr. Judy Mikovits. Okay. I want to thank Patriot Four for the $20 Rumble Rant. Taylor Swift makes me want to rip my ears clean off my head. Uh, Hi, Pete and Deb. You're not the only one. I never understood, uh, you know, the frenzy uh, over Taylor Swift here recently, Pete. And, I mean, I even have, we even have family members who are caught up in the, who are caught up in the Taylor Swift frenzy. Yeah. Uh, she's not very attractive. She's not your typical Hollywood beauty. And they try so hard to make her that, right? And then they pair her with an NFL star. And, I mean, the whole thing is just... It's kind but of now we know why. Now we, we know why. Yeah. So do. hold on a second. We'll be playing it here in a little bit. We will be. Um, we will be. We will be. Let's see. Uh, what do we got going on this morning? Couple things. Mm. Um, China. An interview with Frank Kaffney. Mm-hmm. That all right? Now we got Ben Burkwama hat on. He was bummed out about the border. He was. Yeah. I've never seen him down. He knows that we've reached a tipping point. It's yeah. a point uh, of no return. Yeah. But you know what he needs? What he needs to do is switch parties. Um, because all those people that are coming over, tens of millions, are, they're all going to be Democrats. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's multilingual. So so Ben should just switch parties and get out of his little rut. You know, everybody, uh, if you cannot beat them, you might as well just join them, right? What do you think? Yeah. Should we all just stop? Speaking MAGA and avoid, you know, what is to come eventually. Uh, they want to they want to kill us. They they do in the tens of millions. Do I need to play the Larry Grathwall clip? Do I need to do that? You're not even listening to me. You're too consumed with the chat. No. Uh, do I need to Larry play the last? Do I need I to play? Do I need to play the Larry Grathwall Ms. clip? Miss Q just dropped Ms. Q box, for so. the almost newlyweds. 
Wow. Thank you, Miss Q. Almost newlyweds. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Who's the freaking wow. goober? Who's the goober that was staring at me? I had to, I had to try my ring on uh, or, you know, for like a 24-hour period, 48-hour period. Yeah, I need you to, had make to make sure it was properly them. sized, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's been a ring, and he's got a hair hanging out of his nose. And <laughs> oh my god, huh? Yeah, yeah, almost married. But listen, uh, uh, tell everybody uh, what is happening here for those that don't know, ladies and gentlemen. Um, next week, what day? What day are we? Uh, we're going to be married. Um. Not this Saturday, but following Saturday. Yeah. But we will be, uh, we'll be traveling before that. The, the reason why this came <laughs> about, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is that Deb Jordan would not have premarital sex with me. Oh, my goodness. What? Peter. Bill <laughs> McKeown. What? You Are you laughing? You're terrible. She won't have sex with me until we get married. So I haven't had sex for over how long we've we been together? Eight years I've been celibate. <laughs> Saving myself for wedding night. Well, you're terrible. What? You're awful. Uh, Bill McHugh and I'm getting married next Saturday. We're getting married. You ever hear that song? We will all go down together. <laughs> Your cross is crooked, somebody said. Oh, yeah. I got a nose hair freaking out of place, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. Pete is blushing? I'm not blushing. Why would I be blushing? I can't even see your cross. Huh? Did it fall off? I don't know. They, they can see everything. They're literally, they got a freaking magnifying glass looking at us. Huh? Mm. Isn't that awful? Yeah, sometimes. Huh? Sometimes. And we'll be talking about an intense <clears throat> subject and people are in our chat talking about their food ingredients. <laughs> huh? Yeah. They don't pay attention to us. Yeah. Petey. Petey. Uh, All right. You know what? Just for a couple of seconds here before I I, uh, uh, I bring our, hopefully Craig will be joining me. Is he going to join me? Maybe. Supposed to be punching at eight thirty, uh, but that's okay. Uh, we had some technical things we we're working out, so he may or may, may not be able to. Uh, Bill Tennis, not true, Pete. What? What's not true? <laughs> What's not true? Oh my goodness! Yeah, you guys. But we are happy to be with everybody. You guys are speaking good, internet. I can't follow along. Good morning to our friends Rumble on Rumble, and um, are we still? Are you still streaming out on Getter? Or do you just put the No, not for the live show. Yeah. 24-7 stream on Getter. There's a lot of people who watch over there, though, the, um, who watch yeah. uh, later. And, and now, you good guys, morning to Frank's speech. Good, good morning. Mm -hmm. We haven't said hello to Frank's speech or our people in a long time. We appreciate y'all being with us, right? Yes. You guys are amazing. So yes. good morning to you over there. Amazing. Appreciate you. Amazing. Good morning, locals. Mm -hmm. Good old Indians uh, pay attention to what the hosts are talking about on every chat. There you go. Phyllis MG. That's what she says. Phyllis yeah. MG is always very good. Wow. Getter's a, Getter, Getter a good site. I heard sex means <laughs> what? 
means baby coming. Baby no, coming. No. Huh? No. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm going to. I know what I'm going to do. You ready? Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. All right. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not waiting here. I know what I'm going to do. You ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were listening to. You guys need to listen to, you guys need to listen to Frank Gaffney. I mean, I, I literally just show up. There's just a big garbage pail full of freaking interviews. You uh -huh. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, huh? Yeah. We get so busy. Huh? We get so busy here in the live show. We do. We do. Oh, where is he? What was the date yesterday? Yesterday was the 9th. On the 9th. Frank oh. Gaffney uh, joined me. Uh, yeah, last night. It's a, it's a, uh, a pre-record, but we, had, we have to do it that way. It's actually always better because we're supposed to be doing post-production work, but it just sits there. Um. <laughs> But that's okay. I'll, I'll take care of this. I'm just going to play it right now. Is that okay? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Wow. All right. Here we go. You guys, I, I made the suggestion. Uh, this is where I'm going. I made the suggestion to Frank Gaffney during the interview mm -hmm. that uh, we need the people within the FBI, badges and guns, to help out. You know what he said? If there's anybody left, <laughs> I mean, it gets to a certain point where everybody that's left is complicit. Yes. Hmm? 100%. Yeah. So listen to Frank Gaffney and we'll come right back for some commentary. Every week, uh, I'm joined by Frank Gaffney. I'm, I'm so honored that he he does this. It's one of um, uh, one of my favorite segments because the topics that we that we discuss um, every single week uh, are, of course, near and dear to my heart. As far as criticizing the administration, or I call it the wrecking ball uh, of of the Biden administration decimating from our military economics. They're absolutely oblivious. Uh, I mean, diplomatic protocols, stuff like that. Zero communications with our adversaries that we've always had throughout our entire history. The, you know, the red phone open line, we don't have that. But uh, uh, most recently, I, I was telling um, Frank, by the way, uh, welcome, welcome back, uh, Frank Gaffney. I, I, let's continue the conversation we were having Always. right before I, uh, right before I began um, uh, this this segment talking about uh, Lloyd Austin's dis is it a disregard? I think it's a it's 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 indicative of the entire culture of this chain of command. I mean, it's just a you know it's a progressivism. It's a right do what thou wilt type thing, uh, <laughs> right? It's broken. It's broken. It's yeah. dysfunctional and it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's by design. I think that we are now in a state where the U.S. military is misled 
and exposed to uh, not only fire from our adversaries, but the prospect of uh, catastrophic defeat, as we saw in Afghanistan, for example, on this man's watch. And this is a this is I'm afraid um, about as dangerous a time for all of that to be taking place as uh, I've ever lived through. That's for sure. And uh, you know, I was in the Reagan administration when you know, we were supposed to be at the cusp of Armageddon. I, I'm much more concerned about the we, situation we're in today than that. And we manage our country much more efficiently. Um, uh, with, and when we garnered so much respect from, you know, even our adversaries around the world, and the, the way we handled our approach to Armageddon, <laughs> it was mutually assured, right? Uh, mutually assured, and it and it kept peace. Well, and, uh, you know, it was it was. I think during the Reagan administration, in particular, it was evident that the will to do what we needed to do to defend ourselves and our vital interests was backed up by capability. Mm. And that was um, not just, you know, a question of mutual assured destruction. The president introduced the idea of strategic defense mm. into the mix as well, something that further eroded the Soviet confidence that uh, they could have their way with us, uh, which other administrations had, had signaled. You know, frankly, and uh, but nothing ever like what we're seeing today when we not only have an administration that is signaling the Chinese can have their way with us, but is actually complicit in bringing that about. I was that's, that's what's been happening, as you know, we've talked about this many times with a controlled asset in the White House uh, of the Chinese Communist Party. Are you aware, I don't mean to throw you off guard, I do want to mention this because I stumbled into it last night. Um, are you aware of the level four bioweapons facility that was set up in Taiwan um, at the behest, as it's been rumored, at the behest of the United States? Now, I consider this to be much more credible um, because I, obviously there's not going to be a lot of public information out there. But because of what we just went through in Ukraine, I heard Victoria Newland say, oh, yes, we're, you know, we're, we're, uh, we've got 15 facilities, but it's for defensive purposes only. And we had a treaty, the Pentagon was overseeing it, but it was Ukrainian, so on and so on and so on. Now we're hearing the same type of scenario, uh, a level four P4 bioweapons facility in Taiwan and not spoken of very much so on on our side of the planet, but that's a very serious thing, and 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 it brings a a little bit more, you know, change the perspective on Xi's, you know, getting in Biden's face saying we're taking out Taiwan, and we don't know if the discussion also includes we're also taking out that bioweapons facility on our front doorstep. Don't you agree? Have you heard about that? I haven't, but I hadn't heard about the ones in Ukraine either, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I was uh, somewhat surprised uh, yeah, by but... both. Look, I, I, I have to tell you, mm -hmm. and this may you know, be at odds with your own assessment of this, Pete. I, uh, I personally believe that if that is, in fact, a bioweapons lab, and it could be a bioweapons research facility for defensive purposes, 
and it has the inherent capability to be available for offensive purposes as well. But in the case of Taiwan, uh, you know, I, I personally think that the Taiwanese have got to be attending to their own deterrent needs because ours are falling short. And, and it, it is so infinitely preferable to have this war that I believe Xi is intent on deterred than have it fought. So, uh, you know, was somebody thinking those, you know, steps down the road when they put that thing in place? I, I don't know. I, maybe. But our general policy line has been, you know, we don't want the Taiwanese to have nuclear weapons, for example. Mm -hmm. And I think it flows from that. You don't want them to have offensive biological weapons either. But I, I'm, I'm now at a loss, I have to tell you. Um, what Tony Fauci was doing, what the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency was doing, what uh, other entities of the U.S. government, the CDC, uh, Fauci's agency, and so on were up to, um, it's uh, it's not clear to me. I certainly don't think that uh, we've been told the truth on much of it. But to the extent that it may marginally increase China's deterrent, you know, uh, concerns or considerations, um, that may be an upside, hmm. honestly. Yeah, a, a lot going on. Colonel Mills, you, you speak to Colonel Mills on a pretty regular yeah. basis. You know who he is. He's in. He's in uh, member of our committee on the present danger yes, of China. Right. As, yes, sir. And forward deployed as you were about to say in Taiwan. I couldn't think of a, a better person, you know, to to be talking to with you know eyes and ears on the ground in Taiwan. Um, this election. Can you talk about that? And then also, uh, you have an article uh, that you've recently uh, published or republished. Uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, let's talk about no posted what, it there. Yeah, what is coming? Warroom.org uh, to America. Oh, it is on Warroom. That's right. Warroom.org. That's right. Um, if, if you could tell us about how how important this election is, especially um, with the short time line that Xi has to act. If he wants Taiwan, he needs to do it before President Trump comes to office. And it looks like there's every indication that he will, even if he's incarcerated, for that matter. Uh, obviously, I, I can't say with any confidence what exactly is Xi Jinping's, Xi Jinping's plan. Uh, or his intentions. Um, what I can tell you is what he talks about incessantly is using force, if necessary, to accomplish what Mao Zedong was unable to accomplish. He is an admirer of Mao, but he wishes to surpass him. And one of the things that he knows would mark his place in history is if he could surpass Xi, Chairman uh, Mao rather, by accomplishing this uh, forcible submission of Taiwan to the, the mainland. And I can only assume that uh, the uncertainty that attends what might happen after his controlled asset leaves the White House is giving Xi Jinping a sense of a window of opportunity here. Uh, maybe it's up until November or slightly thereafter, but uh, it, it's fast closing. 
and as we've talked about before, there are some other things going on as well that are, I believe, operating in his calculations, uh, not least of which is he's got some very serious problems at home, including problems that, that could actually uh, threaten the very uh, ability of the Chinese Communist Party to hold on to power. So and, all of that is a and, factor as well. And, and problems among and, the ranks of his military? I, yeah, there was a purge oh, there, right? Oh, yeah. There's been 70 or so general officers who've been replaced mostly apparently in the strategic rocket forces what that's about isn't entirely clear but uh at a minimum it seems as though it is an assertion of power by xi that maybe because he genuinely felt that uh, uh they wouldn't follow his orders to go to war or that uh they were otherwise uh mutinous and had to be removed some of them are, are people he put into positions himself. So uh, this is maybe evidence of his paranoia. Whatever it is, I don't think uh, it is disabling the Chinese military, the People's Liberation Army, but um, it is evidence, uh, I think, of a further felt need um, to use it or lose it on Xi's part. And that's a dangerous thing when you're dealing with a megalomaniacal or pyromaniacal uh, individual like Xi, like all these conflagrations that we've seen in Ukraine and Israel and the Red Sea and maybe North Korea and possibly Latin America. And the piece of uh, that, that I was trying to get across in that article, the uh, the red alert, is I think here at home is another of the places that he intends to light up to inflame, if you will, as part of a strategy of tying us up, tying us down, demoralizing us, uh, expending what resources we have, financial and military, um, so that we effectively would be unable to interfere with whatever he decides to do and whenever he decides to do it vis-a-vis -vis Taiwan. Our national security infrastructure, <clears throat> homeland security, border patrol, obliterated. We have rank-and-file Border Patrol officers off the line. Why they care, even carry badges and guns for their job function. They're literally just rubber stamping. And from what I understand, they're not even using, uh, and, and it's under the guise of processing them quicker, it makes it even more dangerous how they're overlooking certain checks and balances to identify who they are. Ben Burkwam, I had him on last Friday. He held up passports. The NGOs are telling them, if you go up to that border with ID, you know, you're you're going to be scrutinized. You're better off just leaving your passport. And they're dumping their passports uh, at the encouragement passports, of these NGOs. IDs of every ID. kind. They All know IDs. Ben and, right. and uh, our, our friend uh, Todd Bensman, Michael Yon, these guys have been collecting yeah. Uh, you know, many, many examples of this phenomenon. But but I, you're speaking specifically, I think, of the young or military aged, uh, unaccompanied, fit men coming from China, moving seemingly in groups and wearing more or less similar gear or carrying similar kinds of kit, coming by the thousands, by some say the tens of thousands across that southern border. And, and you specifically were referring to this incredible story in the uh, Daily Caller the other day, in which they revealed a memorandum that was sent to 500 top 
Customs and Border Patrol officers in April of last year, ordering them to streamline the processing of these individuals uh, to reduce from 40 a four hour question and answer interrogation to just five and more or less blowing them through. And then, Pete, again, what just makes me crazy is not only is that happening and it doesn't seem as though there's any end in sight. But once they're inside, what do we do? At taxpayer expense, we send them all over the country. Hmm. So our, this, this article, and in fact, uh, a webinar we're going to be doing on this very subject on Thursday, one of our series at the presentdangerchina.org site, uh, will be getting into uh, what these guys are capable of doing, what their likely orders are, what it would mean for, as I say, torching on the United States of America, uh, even as the guys who would order that and uh, and help engineer it, probably along with you know their friends in the Sharia supremacist camps, as well as uh, the you know color traveling Marxists inside the United you know Native Americans, if you will, mm. that uh, uh, all is a witch's brew, but uh, I think is perfectly consistent with both the doctrine of the CCP and a sensible strategy for trying to win without fighting, as Sun Tzu, the famous De Chinese strategist, called for. Destabilizing down at the border is an understatement. I mean, uh, mm. uh, what, what is the appropriate word to describe what's what's happening there uh, now ben burkwam don't you love Dis his dismantling the border altogether yeah. oh yeah i love uh ben burkwam and the work that he does he's a great you know ambassador i mean he can pretty much get along you know with anybody in pretty tough environments but uh uh did you see his interview with an iranian i did i was just gonna young get, man good yeah go there because that's an incredible piece of film Incredible. Very, very intelligent Iranian. Very perceptive. He had full situational awareness. He understood what, what was at stake and why he wanted to come to this country versus, you know, Iran, of course. But uh, that that gentleman was very, very concerned. But Ben Burkwam, uh, when he brought that story to us on Friday, when we were talking about it, um, right, right before he published it, uh, he seemed very down that we had reached a point uh, of, quote unquote, no return. We've hit our tipping point. He doesn't know how we're going to come back from where we're at right now. And he's been down there for years. And I think that's the same sentiment among others. What do you what do you hear? Have we passed that that point of no return? And what was your uh, take on what the uh, what the Iranian uh, illegal immigrant, uh, I would say? He was very, very forthright. What was your take on that? Well, well let me come back to the tipping point. But um, I found that individual who had just come into the country illegally, uh, to be all of the things you said, articulate, um, insightful, uh, very situationally aware, uh, and a, a guy who spoke impeccable English, um, and had a clarity about the problem based on his experience traveling with, as well as seeing in the, you know, the border area, uh, large numbers of people. He said, like me, military-aged men. Hmm. And he pointed out particularly the Chinese, as well as jihadis, and uh, he warned us. As I call the 
this sort of group of people, born and born American patriots. And we have so much to learn from them, Pete. I, I, I thought this guy was, you know, so central casting that I actually called Ben and I said, you know, is this the real deal? This, this isn't somebody who's coached to, to say this, do you think? He thought he was. Um, but uh, if he is, it's because I believe, like large numbers of people in this country, most of whom have come here legally, I think, but probably some who've come here illegally, who love this country, who want to be part of it, and who are terrified by what they're seeing is being done to it. A lot of it at our own hands. And they recognize because they know how perishable freedom is, if they've experienced it at all. They know how precious it is if, again, they've experienced it at all. They've had any, you know, insight into what an amazing thing it is. And, and how we are literally putting at risk everything. Mm-hmm. Every bit of our constitutional republic and our freedoms that we take for granted. But it's those of us who, you know, have had the incredible privilege of growing up and living in this country mm-hmm. as free Americans. And the tipping point is at hand, for sure. And I, my answer to it is, as to whether we've gone over the tipping point is... Um, it depends on whether, <clears throat> excuse me, I get choked up when I say this. Mm. It depends on whether God has given up on us. Mm. I think yeah. this is a divinely created nation. It has been blessed in innumerable ways um, by our Lord. Mm-hmm. And he has ample reason to no longer wish to give us his grace. Oh, yes, I agree. And I think the question is, can we redeem ourselves? Can we repent? Can we uh, once again have his favor? And if we can, then no, it's not too late. If we can't, we're toast, I'm afraid. One final comment, and I've recently turned the corner, uh, just because of a discussion I had with um, uh, with, with somebody um with the, with an org, an organization that sat me down and 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 described uh, that there's an entity behind the scenes that they love creating the divisions and and I was reminded back to Cleon Skousen's you know the the naked communist very I mean unimpeachable credentials but he identified they read into the congressional record that part of the communist the communist plan and it's bigger than communism because I think they're even exploiting communism is to uh, discredit the FBI and the federal agents. I bring this up because look at what the FBI has become and how the public perception is. They designed it that way, that, that, that the FBI that would normally be investigating, you know, incursions by, you know, bad actors coming over our border, they're the investigative body that does that. They've been working very hard to, to, to break the trust that we have in our premier law enforcement. The U.S. Marshals, for instance, they're they're taking them off their game, chasing down, you know, grandmas that took selfies in the rotunda. So here's where I'm at. We need wherever they're at, the good men and women with badges and guns that are charged with the duties that are on the patriotic side of things. I think that now is the time that they need to step forward and say, This is it. We're not following any more of these constitutional orders. We're gonna we're gonna take a stand here. And so I was that critical of the FBI to where I can't, you know, even 
acknowledge that they have some good people there, but we have to have them there. Um, is, is that, do you agree with that, that we have to have the people within our system help us out of this situation? It's going to be too chaotic if we're the last line of defense. I, I, I do agree that uh, if they still exist inside the FBI, we need them to come forward and help save that institution or save at least the the capabilities that were given it to do what needs to be done in this whole, I mean, as a catch-all phrase, counterintelligence business. Um, you know, I, Pete, I, I watched, though, this um, second edition of their marvelous series of documentaries that Epic Times has done mm -hmm. about January 6th. Um, uh, I think it's called The Long March Home, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's the subtitle, but uh, this is a powerful film about what the FBI has become, mm. how it was weaponized in connection with January 6th. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and now Clay Higgins has come forward and spoken with Tucker at length about this, mm. the evidence that he has that there were 200 FBI personnel, various kinds, Conservative inside, yeah. inside the uh, capital included, by the way, before anybody got there from the march with President Trump. Um, and then they were directly involved in inciting the crowd, uh, attacking it, uh, leading it into the Capitol and otherwise uh, entrapping it. Uh, and it also is a powerful film because it has, uh, I believe, two impressive young men who were FBI whistleblowers who were, were doing exactly what you just said it needs to be done, who came forward, who went before members of Congress and actually testified in public as well as provided, you know, background material for them before they were outed, basically. Hmm. And the reality is those men are an example to everyone else inside the FBI hmm. not to come forward, God. not to challenge the system. And so it's all the more important that uh, we make clear that they must do that, that, uh, you know, there is an opportunity for them to do it before they are complicit mm -hmm. in what's happening. And well uh, it will have to be part of, I guess, the next administration's mm -hmm. um, job to uh, possibly dismantle the FBI and start over. We, I'm very much of the view we need a efficient, capable, loyal counterintelligence entity. Um, we may not need it to have the kinds of powers that it's been abusing, FISA and so on, but we need one. Um, but I'm not sure you can get this one back, even if good people ignore what's been done to these whistleblowers to make examples of them, by the way, and step forward because it's their patriotic duty to do so. They, they, they swear an oath, every one of those individuals swear yes. an oath you did it when you were a marine i did it when i was in the civilian side of the government at the pentagon so on, to protect and defend the constitution of the united states mm -hmm. all enemies doing it at the fbi now all They're enemies all enemies and we've uh, all enjoyed the domestic. history of not having domestic enemies doing what they're doing right now wow uh yeah. frank i i uh I always take up a lot of extra time. We intend to do 30-minute segments and 
take it piecemeal, of course, and then direct our listening audience to your dedicated work, your your webinars, your writing. Send everybody where they need to go uh, to, to keep up with the flow of information uh, because it, we, we can't absorb it all in a 30-minute segment. The purpose of this touch on a weekly basis is to refer you back to the uh, the materials that are available, a great team you have, a consortium of great American patriots. So tell everybody where they can find you. Well, thank you for that, Pete. Um, there are a couple of sites that I would recommend. Um, and the reason for the Center for Security Policy, just to be absolutely clear, which is that I founded about 35 years ago, is to partner with people who are those kinds of highly skilled people. We have a small team of them at the center, but the model is, I think I've shared with you before, is what we call the special forces in the war of ideas. Mm -hmm. And we partner up with people who have the right skill sets to go get a specific mission done. And I'm very proud of the work we've done. Securefreedom.org is the easiest way to find a lot of that information at the center's own site. Uh, the webinars that you talked about are produced by the Committee on the Present Danger China, and those can be found at presentdangerchina.org. Um, and much of the rest of what I do is uh, associated with this program, Securing America, at Real America's Voice and the American Family Radio Network. We now have a Substack, um, Securing America at Substack, and I commend it to you as well. And I, I also just would ask further, if I may, and thank you for these visits. I find them always invigorating and um, I know helpful to me and hopefully helpful to you and your team. I would ask if you find them helpful, please help us do what we do. This is all not for profit. We don't take any money from the government. Uh, we urgently need the support of patriotic Americans who we hope to empower and help protect the country we love against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So secure freedom, .org is a place where you can do that. There's a donate button there. Outstanding. Thank you, thank you sir. Thank you. And uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Have a great week. And Good. thank you for you your visit. Godspeed. Over now. Ladies and gentlemen, my, ne my next guest, uh, his name is Itamar Marcus. He's the founder and director of Palestinian Media Watch. Uh, he is one of the world's foremost experts on the Palestinian Authority, PA. Um, he travels the world speaking to members of Congress, parliaments, and governments, presenting PMW's findings that have literally changed the way the world sees the Palestinian Authority and how the world sees uh, the current state of affairs uh, in, in the Middle East as it relates to Israel is especially important, but uh, Mr. Marcus, welcome to the Pete Santilli Show, sir. How are you? Thank you very much, Pete. It's good to be with you. Good. It's great to have you with me. I um, um, what, what uh, don't give away your exact location. Where where are you in the world? Tell everyone. I'm in Israel, just uh, south of Jerusalem. South of Jerusalem. Yes. Are, are, how in tune are you with um, the propaganda, the war propaganda that's, uh, uh, that the uh, Americans are being subjected to, and I'm sure throughout the entire world, but in particular, uh, Americans that are hearing our voices right now, are, are you listening to the messaging uh, that's being propagated through uh, the mainstream media here in the United States? Uh, 
Yes, I am. And uh, to tell you the honest truth, it's quite horrifying. Uh, the the way uh, everybody seems to have forgotten the unbelievable atrocities that Hamas, that the Palestinians committed on October 7th, uh, the rapes, the, the atrocities, um, the dismemberment of people, uh, burning of people alive, all of this was done by Hamas. Israel had no choice but to go in and fight them. And what I'm seeing a sense in the uh, in the, a lot of the American media is they're looking at Israel's attack on Gaza, attack on Hamas, as if it's isolated, as if there was no reason for it, as if it wasn't completely justified. I am sure if a group of Canadians or a group of Mexicans came across the border and massacred 1,200 Americans, and like I said, and raped and, 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 and did all these atrocities, the United States would have gone to war that minute. Uh, against any neighbor, and so would any country in Europe. All those countries that are condemning Israel today, all that media that's condemning Israel today, is completely, completely one-sided and not looking at the full picture. You know, I one thing I did notice, and this is a fact, it's not a conspiracy theory, is that the media was, uh, was on the other side with Hamas in advance. They had foreknowledge, obviously, or... They wouldn't have arrived, arrived uh, prior to Hamas's attack. That was disturbing. And we're not talking about, you know, independent media. We're talking about mainstream journalists, outlets, Reuters, CNN, so on and so forth. So um, this uh, collusion between Hamas and obviously uh, propaganda is a lot of what they do uh, in order to maintain the upper hand in the court of public opinion. But is is that something that was disturbing to you to, to see? It was disturbing, but it wasn't surprising. Uh, the, the people, all the mainstream media, in order to uh, have journalists in Gaza, they have to have Palestinian and usually Hamas-associated journalists. So all of the news for years that's coming out of Gaza is essentially going through Hamas censorship um, because any journalist who would not present the Hamas line could find himself either in jail, tortured, or actually killed. Uh, so everything coming from all the mainstream media, from their from their Gaza journalists, is essentially Hamas uh, public relations, Hamas propaganda. And the big mistake of the uh, of these main news outlets is that they don't tell the listeners. They say, oh, here's the news from Gaza, and they're not telling them that this is Hamas news. This is a terror organization's propaganda that they're presenting. That's right. Uh, you know, if you don't mind me, I'm going to make a statement here, and then you, you, can, you can follow up. I'm not an expert in this regard. I was curious about the United States' financing of terror-connected groups on the Palestinian side. Uh, in the Holy Land Foundation trials, discovered that there was tens of millions of dollars that were uh, in a very organized structure through the Department of Treasury, sent to humanitarian organizations in, uh, in Gaza that were controlled by Hamas. And, and this is what the full knowledge of the United States of America, this is not conspiracy theory. Um, these are facts. Uh, it was approved by the Department of Treasury between the Obama administration and the Biden administration. 
all of the support that has been given, and I say indirectly, it's not indirect. I mean, some of these organizations that were approved to receive money were being controlled by Hamas. They weren't called Hamas. You know, they were humanitarian organizations. Are you aware of that, that we literally helped fun, funnel money in the tens of millions of dollars to the Hamas side? Are you aware of that? Absolutely, but let me tell you something even worse. Huh. In 2011, my organization, Palestinian Media Watch, uh, discovered uh, that the Palestinian Authority pays salaries to every single terrorist who is imprisoned. In other words, a terrorist who kills a number of Israelis. Um, we have one terrorist, uh, Abdullah Barghouti, who's sitting in an Israeli jail, who's responsible for the deaths of 67 Israelis. Um, he built bombs for Hamas murdered 67 Israelis. He's serving 67 life sentences. He has already received over $300 million in payments. I'm sorry, $300,000 in payments, in salary payments from the Palestinian Authority. Because according to Palestinian Authority law, every terrorist in prison receives a monthly salary from the PA. Now, we discovered this in April uh, 2011. In June 2011, I was already presenting this in Congress to members of Congress. So the United States knew it already in the summer of 2011, uh, and they continued to fund the Palestinian Authority. Palestinian Authority spends about 7% of its budget to pay terrorist salaries and pay the families of what they call martyrs, which includes suicide bombers. Uh, it's generally known as the pay-for-slave program. 7% uh, of its budget, about 300 $350 million a year, and the United States continued funding the Palestinian Authority. Is there any other terrorist organization in the world that the United States would fund? No. This funding continued until the Trump administration and the Trump Congress essentially uh, passed the Taylor Force Act, which prohibited the United States from giving funding to the PA as long as they rewarded terrorists. Now, what's happened, on, and for three years, the Palestinian Authority got no American funding, which is the way it should be when we're talking about a terror-supporting organization that's using its funding to pay terrorists. Unfortunately, under the Biden administration, uh, in an attempt to build up better relations with the Palestinian Authority, they are essentially bypassing the, uh, the restrictions of the Taylor Force Act, uh, and they're looking for all sorts of ways to fund that don't fit under the restrictions of Taylor Force, so that the United States, again, is funding the Palestinian Authority, either through projects or through UNRWA, uh, to the tune of hundreds, many, many hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and I repeat again, there is no other terrorist organization in the world that would receive American or Western funding other than the Palestinian Authority. This is a question. It's not a trick question. It's not taking sides. I just wanted to see it with you uh, and your investigative work if there's any truth to what I'm about to state. That even Netanyahu, uh, in order to uh, basically, what, what would be the appropriate term to impair or to minimize the, the power of the Palestinian Authority, that Netanyahu considered and, and in fact helped prop up Hamas. Is there any truth to that? Because this came out of, I think, the Times of Israel. I read an article about that, that uh, basically Hamas is so radical that Netanyahu, you know, gambled and said, well, you know, we'll, we'll, 
no one would ever, you know, allow Hamas uh, uh, to negotiate a two-state solution. Is there any truth to that? There's absolutely no truth to that. No? Uh, that story, okay. No. They, I think the original story came from the New York Times, if I'm not mistaken, and then it was picked up by the Times of Israel. Um, oh, wow. I, okay. I, I was involved in many events um, where I presented, uh, where I met with the foreign, foreign governments, foreign members of parliaments, um, uh, also committee hearings in Israel, and the the message I kept receiving from all these people was that the Netanyahu government was trying to prop up the Palestinian Authority. When I told Europeans, I said to them, how could you fund the Palestinian Authority when they pay salaries to terrorists? I was told country after country, including by EU officials, Netanyahu wants us to fund the PA. He doesn't want them to collapse. There were hearings in the Israeli Foreign Affairs Committee, Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee, that I was present at all those committees when the Knesset, uh, when the committee, and then the Israeli parliament, the Knesset, voted to uh, to deduct money from the Palestinian Authority that they paid in salaries to terrorists. The ones who were against it were actually uh, the people who were closest to Netanyahu and the Ministry of Defense, because they wanted to prop up the Palestinian Authority. So I know, for without a doubt, Netanyahu was going out of his way to prop up the Palestinian Authority, um, so that this this idea that the uh, New York Times, uh, I think again, it was the New York Times came up with, in order to make Netanyahu look bad, that he was actually propping up Hamas in order, it's absolutely false. It's absolutely false. Wow. Okay. He was. Yeah, it's just anti-Netanyahu poison that is spread by uh, some of those news outlets that don't like Netanyahu. Well, everyone can relate that here's our voice here in American politics is Israel, Israeli uh, uh, politics as divided left and right as they are here in the United States. The left and right is extremely, extremely divided. They will attack, not just attack their political opponent. Look at what they do to President Trump. They want to jail him. Uh, they will you know, keep him on his heels. They've been after him trying to overthrow his presidential campaign, his presidency, and now his post-presidency with indictments. So uh, I don't, I'm not, I, I, well, actually Netanyahu has been under threat of indictment uh, as well. Is, is that where that comes from? Is that they will just attack their political opponent, Netanyahu, at all costs, including making something up uh, to get the population to turn on Netanyahu? Obviously, if there was anything in the public that said that Netanyahu supported Hamas that would do such a thing to the Israelis. That type of a lie is very impactful, isn't it? Absolutely. And I, like I said, I, if it was really the New York Times that reported it, they might have actually gotten it from some left-wing uh, politicians in Israel um, who would do anything to undermine Netanyahu. Netanyahu has been the longest serving Israeli prime minister. Um, he has done a lot to help Israel's economy. He, until this year, he was seen as successful, uh, in, in the area of security. Uh, he's made mistakes like every leader, uh, and every person in life has made mistakes, but his political opponent, it's more than disliking him politically. There is a lot of personal, personal, um, enmity from many of the politicians on the, on the left in Israel uh, against Netanyahu, and they would do anything to undermine him, including the spreading of lies like this. Um, 
And uh, the truth of the matter is, for a newspaper to write, uh, sources in Israel tell us all they need is one person because then they can claim that they didn't make it up. So we have no idea how many people within Israel actually spread this lie, uh, but I can tell you for sure it's a lie. Another question uh, based on your research, based on my research, I see that the the Muslim Brotherhood, um, very powerful all throughout the world, um, has uh, been fueling this anti Israel sentiment, and it's very powerful. It's all throughout the world. I mean, how quickly everybody went from the horrifying event on October 7th to anyone supporting the plight of the, you know, of, uh, of the Palestinian, um, because nothing would justify anyone doing, even in war, the, the, the rules of engagement, you don't do what Hamas had done to the Israelis. So there was a, um, a total of how many casualties from October 7th, 1,400, 1,500? Well, well, there was 1,200 who were murdered and countless others injured. And it's, it's the numbers of those women who were raped uh, and, and other physical atrocities that were done to them are just, just beginning to come out now. So, so it was just like days, you said, not to interrupt. beyond... Within days, we went from a horrifying event where uh, 1,200 souls were lost. It doesn't matter what country they're from. They were attacked uh, from by a barbaric force. Within days, everyone's uh, in the streets, you know, protesting, you know, on behalf of the plight of the Palestinian. And I said, "What? That? That? There's a lot of money that goes behind that. Th those protests in unison. I mean, we're talking." millions and millions of dollars to mobilize that many people worldwide. Yes? Am I wrong? You're absolutely right. And you talked about the Muslim Brotherhood. Let's just remember that Hamas is an official branch of the Muslim Brotherhood. They write it in the first paragraph of their uh, of their charter that they're the Palestinian branch of the uh, of the Muslim Brotherhood. Wow. Um, notice also that Hamas stands for Islamic Resistance Movement. It doesn't even stand for something Palestinian. It stands for spreading Islam, conquering other infidel countries, spreading Islam around the world. It's not a Palestinian movement. It's an Islamic movement in Palestine, which is why there is so much willingness uh, among Hamas to, uh, to murder uh, every Jew that they find, because part of their original charter literally talked about the extermination of, of all the Jews as one of its goals. In fact, in fact, they, they wrote it in their charter as follows. Hamas is looking forward to fulfill Allah's promise, no matter how long it may take. And then they had a quote that talked about Muslims killing Jews as a condition for bringing about uh, the world's redemption. So Hamas is a genocidal organization in its essence, a branch of the Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood, incredibly, has respectability around the world, even though they're involved in terror around the world. Um, and like you're saying, the Muslim Brotherhood may be the financer of all of these uh, millions of people who are going out in demonstrations around the world. Yes, and through the Holy Land Foundation, that's what really set me on a course because I, I wanted to seek the truth and there was a lot of revelations from the investigations and those court proceedings. Um, and, and this isn't, uh, I, I want you to, um, 
It's a question. It's not a statement. I found that by looking into uh, Hamas, their method of governance and installing Sharia law, I mean, if, if people of the world are truly concerned about the oppression of the Palestinians, why would they advocate for Hamas wanted to rule and install Sharia law? This book that I read, the uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, the classic manual of uh, Islamic sacred law. Is it not true that Hamas's iron fist uh, and them using well, you use the term it's so cliche to say that they're used as human shields, but their agenda includes. Uh, ruling uh, uh, under Sharia law, which is the most oppressive uh, form of governance, is it not, law upon a people? The, there's no doubt that uh, Hamas, Hamas's goal is to rule, first of all, all the Palestinians and all of Israeli territory under Sharia law, but then to be part of the worldwide subjugation of all humanity under Sharia law. Ask any leader of Hamas, any leader of the Palestinian Authority, if that is not their goal. I'm not sorry, the Palestinians, certainly Hamas, and they will openly admit that their goal, and I think it's even written in their charter, if I remember correctly, the goal is a world under Sharia law, where everyone either becomes Muslim or submits to uh, to Islamic rule. Um, it is that, that people, uh, you know, Americans could go out there, you know, supporting Hamas, not realizing that every bit of freedom that they experience would be taken away if Hamas were able to succeed in Israel and then its ideology spread around the world, which is, again, what their goal is, uh, then they wouldn't have the support. I, I read an incredible poll result taken in the United States where young Americans uh, over 51% thought that the solution to the crisis or the fighting in the Middle East should be to give over all of Israel to Hamas. Uh, we're not talking about Gaza. Give over all of Israel to Hamas. That will bring peace. This was over 50% of young Americans. What's happened to the brains of young Americans? What is uh, what's happened to these people? Don't they realize they love their freedom? Uh, they want to go to dances. They love the, the ability to be gay if they want to be gay. I mean, these are... The, the Hamas world. Well, you, you said it. I wasn't even going to bring it up. I'm sorry. To inter I'm not interrupting you. I want to interject. You said they, they, they can uh, be get, They have the freedoms to do what thou wilt, as they say. Uh, of course, they, they, they will certainly be held accountable uh, to, you know, uh, to, to their, their maker um, for living an immoral life. But it's my personal opinion. But the bottom line is, what if... They were in, let's say, the transgender movement or the LGBTQ movement wanted to function uh, and operate out in the open as they do here with the freedoms in the United States in uh, Gaza. What would happen to them? Well, in Gaza, they would probably be killed. Um, and the truth is, even in Judea and Samaria, the West Bank, under the Palestinian Authority, uh, they might also be jailed or killed. Um, the the only Palestinian um, movement, uh, LGBTQ movement, is actually stationed in Israel. Um, and it's from Palestinians who escaped and were granted residency in Israel because they knew that their life was in danger because they wanted to live 
by a lifestyle that they felt was was what they was what they wanted. So the it's not just Hamas; it's also the Palestinian Authority. Uh, they they Hamas, by the way, um, a great percentage of Palestinian Authority population, not just Hamas, Palestinian Authority population. Um, also want to live under Sharia law. Palestinians in general are a very, very religious people. Uh, they believe that Palestinians must follow Sharia law, uh, so that we're not just, you know, sometimes we're, we, we try to differentiate, or the world tries to differentiate between Hamas and the Palestinian Authority uh, when it comes to these things. What we see at Palestinian Media Watch is there aren't really such great differences between the PA and Hamas, they, they both have very, very similar, uh, incredibly radical anti-modern uh, um, anti ideology in, in religious areas, and certainly in terms of its perspective on Judaism and Jews and the destruction of Israel. You know, within their oppressive uh, culture and laws um, comes an outside influence that has been supporting the indoctrination of the children to basically they seek martyrdom. Uh, a, a woman may have, you know, six boys, six children, and she pretty much considers that three of them uh, will become martyrs in, in the battle. Is that not true? And this is, uh, and my, that's my first question. My second question is, is that not being supported by outside influences such as the United Nations, that they're indoctrinating um, uh, children in the schools and the international body of the United Nations is helping support that. Is that true? Well, first of all, just the, the facts of what's going on. The, the Palestinian Authority have for years, for years literally, has been promoting martyrdom even amongst children. We have seen children talking about martyrdom for over 20 years now on television. We've seen the education to be martyred uh, for over 20 years. I think in the last year, we have dozens of examples of our website of cases where terrorists or often teenage terrorists went on terror attacks and their parents went on TV afterward and said things like, praise Allah, my son achieved martyrdom. This was his wish. Uh, there was one incredible case of a grandmother who went on TV uh, after her grandson had gone on a terror attack, hoping to die as a martyr. And, and, and we know this because she said, my son, my grandson told me, today is going to be my wedding. Now, why is it a wedding? Because of his belief that he's going to marry uh, 72 virgins in paradise. And she subscribed. He told me, today is my wedding. He put on his best clothes. He put on cologne. He showered. And then he went out and became a martyr. This is the grandmother saying on Palestinian TV, these people have been brainwashed to believe they literally are going to a wedding. They die fighting Israel. They are literally going to a wedding uh, with all these virgins in paradise. And the parents also say on TV how happy they are because they know all the rewards that they're getting. Uh, one mother last year uh, on TV said, praise Allah, my son is the most handsome groom in paradise. Literally, those are her words in front of the camera. And then said, I will accompany my handsome groom to his wedding. So you have an entire society uh, that is brainwashed to believe that death is actually the best thing that can yeah. happen because you get all these rewards from Allah 
Uh, and you know, in the West, when we, when Americans uh, hear uh, that the Palestinian, you know, the Islamic tradition that the martyr dies and marries seventy-two virgins in paradise, everybody thinks it's a joke, and they think no one takes it seriously. Well, wow. I can tell you, the Palestinians absolutely take it seriously. In fact, when they have death notices, printed death notices, they don't say the funeral will be tomorrow at ten o'clock. They write the wedding. The wedding wow. will be tomorrow at 10 o'clock. That's I, the way they word it. That's I, what they've convinced themselves of. In conducting interviews such as this, I hear it time and time again, uh, that the differences uh, are not just political differences. It's not just political ideology. One side, um, they worship death, and the other side treasures life. And I'm not just saying that. Because I, I am biased, but isn't that true? I mean, they they seek and work towards towards death. They don't have any value in life. That's not what they seek, correct? Not only is it correct, but it's not. We don't have to conclude it. We have quotes. We have many quotes of uh, of Palestinians, including leadership positions, who are saying we like. We aspire to death the same way they aspire to life. In fact, they have said that Israel's weakness against the Palestinians is that we Israelis treasure life and they treasure death. Therefore, it's going to be easier for them to fight us. It's our weakness. It's our weakness that we aspire to uh, to life. Um, just uh, last week, a senior uh, Hamas leader, really the number two in the political um, uh, in political uh, political leader of Hamas was killed by in an Israeli strike uh, in Lebanon, and his sister appeared on television. and And we're actually subtitling this video today, and we'll probably release it tomorrow. Uh, and what she said on television was, um, "My brother would bow down and pray every day in his prayers, and every day in his prayers he would say, Allah." grant me martyrdom. Mm. Allah grant me martyrdom. And now he has his wish fulfilled and I'm so happy for him. This is his sister on television. So you're saying it. Uh, it's not your, it's not our opinion, mine and yours about the Palestinians. This is what they are saying publicly themselves. They love death. You know, because of history, uh, history has basically, um, brought an awareness and a very strong push against anti-Semitism all throughout the world, with one exception. Right now, it is a, I believe it's very, very, very dangerous, almost dating all the way back to when, you know, 11 million Jews were led to the concentration camps. Um, an anti-Semitism that exists right now, not just among the Palestinians, but all of their supporters, right out in the open. When you speak of the plight of the Palestinians, it's now okay to be anti-Semitic? Is that what we have here in the current state of affairs all throughout the world? It's absolutely true. There's a fundamental ideology, uh, an anti-Semitism ideology of the Palestinians that had been adopted around the world. And I have to just comment on a lot of people around the world say, oh, I'm not anti-Semitic, I'm just anti-Zionist. I want to point out that throughout history, people have been hating the Jews 
And no one ever said, oh, I hate the Jews just because they happen to be Jews. Everybody found an excuse. Hitler found an excuse because they were capitalists one day and the next day because they were socialists. Uh, they're the undoing of humanity. Um, and, and throughout history, there have been different reasons for hating. And everybody found a justification. Well, that's today's justification. They call it anti-Zionism. Well, if you say you're against the Jewish people's right to have a homeland, to yeah. renew their homeland, which existed over 2,000 years ago, mm -hmm. uh, if you're saying that you are denying them those rights, that is anti-Semitism. That is anti-Jewish ideology. But what they're doing is they're justifying it. They're justifying it. But like I said, no one ever admitted they hated just for hate's sake. Everybody always found a good reason, including Hitler, found a good reason to hate the Jews. And that's what we're seeing today around the world. So, so uh, I mean, I'm very genuine when I ask these questions. I, I mean, you look, um, I, I, I'm not just throwing my bias into the conversation. Uh, I'm oppositional to how everybody is acting because if I speak out against George Soros, I'm called anti-Semitic and the whole world will denounce me that I should ever, you know, call out a multi-billionaire that has done such evil throughout the world, but that's anti-Semitic. Uh, but to support, uh, you know, to, to stop the madness that is going on with the support of these people that worship life, uh, they want to bring in the oppressive Sharia law, support terrorism, uh, all under the guise of uh, oppression. Um, they are anti-Semitic. They, they, they don't treasure life. So I ask the question, can Israelis, can the Jewish people coexist with such a people as the Palestinian Authority or Hamas? or anybody on the other side of the line? That's a, that's a genuine question. Can they coexist? Well, first of all, I just have to say that I would agree with anything you might have said, criticism of George Soros, and I agree he's done tremendous, tremendous damage around Terrible. the world. Terrible. Uh, and uh, that's just first of all. Um, the Can Israel coexist? Uh, the only way we will be able to live um, peacefully beside the Palestinian Authority is if we are completely, completely, uh, I would say, overpower them with with our military strength. We have to be so strong that they will never, ever dare to do anything, um, even remotely, like what they just did. Uh, if they feel that they are strong, they will do it. Uh, my 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 theme has always been the Palestinian Authority will do any terror attack that they can that Israel cannot prevent. Uh, and that's the way it has been. And tragically, on October 7th, we saw that that mm. that statement that I've said many times fulfilled. And it will happen in the future as well. Any terrorism that we cannot prevent will happen. And therefore, we have to be completely, completely controlled militarily of, uh, of the Gaza Strip. Uh, what's yes. going to happen there? Civilian life, that has to be determined. It cannot be. It cannot be a Palestinian authority, uh, again, because they're the ones who poisoned the entire generation uh, to feel that they uh, had the right to uh, and the obligation to murder Jews the way they did and to celebrate the murder of Jews. It can't be the PA, but we want to have peace. We have to have complete, complete military control. And the truth is that in Judea and Samaria, which is run today by the Palestinian Authority, the only way we will have complete security there 
is eventually we are going to have to dismantle the entire, entire military infrastructure of the Palestinian Authority, which I tragically might say was funded and built up and armed by the United States. They were trained by the United States uh, in, in, the, in the false willful blindness that the Palestinian Authority was a decent peace partner. All of the training, all of those weapons, everything that was given to the Palestinian Authority by the United States and other Western donors um, has all been used uh, against Israeli, has murdered countless hundreds uh, of Israelis over the years, uh, and will continue to be attempts. There will continue to be attempts to murder Israelis with all those. Israel must once again at some point have total military control over everything, and then we'll be able to live in peace with the Palestinians. You know, uh, the terror events, okay, uh, and, and you know, I, I noticed uh, what they do with these leftist, Marxist, Maoist, whatever they are, um, uh, organizations on, you know, here in the United States of America, like Antifa and BLM. These are militants, okay, but their strategy and their collusion with the media, this is a war-styled I believe, crime against humanity, to perpetrate these events, to exploit the provocation. If they can get a provocation and get the military or the police to respond, they use that as a propaganda tool to advance their agenda. It is literally a wartime tactic, is it not? Um, and I ask you this because you are uh, Media Watch, Palestinian Media Watch, your organization follows that closely. These are lies that are being perpetrated. I mean, a terror event is not uh, retaliation for anything. It's to it's to it's to provoke a response that can be exploited uh, to help them advance their agenda. Is it not? Yes. The uh, I'll tell you, we all. Uh, I grew up in the United States. Um, we we and, and it's probably and it's certainly true of all Western countries and probably beyond. Um, Everybody loves the Cinderella story and, and all think of all the other fairy tales. There's always the uh, the victim who eventually rises to the top and succeeds. That's the Cinderella story. Everybody grew up in it. Everybody loves that. And and throughout the movie industry, that's what works today. There's someone who's having some crisis, some weakness, and eventually um, makes it to the top. And that's the lived happily ever after ending. The Palestinian Authority uh, and these organizations you're describing in the United States, um, they are busy presenting themselves as victims. They've been presenting themselves as victims because Israel exists, not even because of anything Israel does. Mm. I mean, they, they create lots of libels and lies oh, about what they say Israel they're, does. They're but just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but their, their existence, their boundaries, their national boundaries and their declaration of sovereignty within those borders uh, is oppressive to the other side. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Israel's existence uh, wow. is said to be um, creating victimhood for the Palestinian Authority, for Palestinians. Uh, we have this in their education. Um, there are quotes that uh, I could give you from educational uh, material for children done by Fatah, the Palestinian Authority main party. Um, things like um, 
the 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 Zionist uh, the, the Zionist invaders uh, conquered Palestine, but like all the other invaders, they will eventually be kicked out. This is how Israel is presented as Zionist invaders, not what happened, not Judea and Samaria. Our existence is presented by the Palestinians to their people as as a Zionist invasion, meaning they are victims from day one. And as victims, they claim the, the right to do anything, including what happened on October 7th. Um, some of the statements that the Palestinian Authority leadership talked about on, after October 7th to justify it, uh, we have them saying on television, uh, we have been victims of these people for seven decades. And that explains what happened on October 7th. Well, seven decades is when Israel was created. It wasn't when Judea and Samaria became under Israeli rule. It was when Israel exists. So the PA tells their people, uh, and, and any terror group around the world always claims some kind of victimhood. Look at bin Laden's famous speech or famous letter uh, explaining why he did the 9-11 atrocities against the United States. Well, again, it's all about victimhood. The, the main ideology of all of these organizations, of all of these uh, movements uh, is that is victimhood. In other words, they each have their own nuance, but the ultimate message is we're victims. And because everybody sympathizes with the victim, and, and I think what's happening, you're talking, you're asking about the media. The media also loves the victim story, and they want so they want to highlight the victim. They want to promote the victim. So they have bought into the Palestinian victimhood lie, and therefore. Well, the Palestinians did this atrocity. Okay, the atrocity wasn't good, but you have to understand it comes after seven decades of victimhood. That's the Western media that's supporting the PA today. That's the narrative that they're coming with. It's all about Cinderella. You know, um, now the current, oh my, I, I can't believe how things have deteriorated, the relationship between the United States and Israel. Um, President Biden, um, wrapped in an American flag, said he stood with Israel. That lasted about seven days, and then he was calling for pauses and things like that. Well, uh, most people don't know that his presidential campaign, when he was running for president, uh, was had received the endorsement of CARE and Hamas organizations. They promised him a million votes, gave him an endorsement. Um, do you think that, that his current conduct and anti-Israeli stance or support for um, for the Palestinians has, uh, has anything to do with uh, him being beholden to, I mean, he would not exist as, you know, as the president, if, if that even exists, without the support of CARE and Hamas-connected uh, uh, organizations. Isn't that true? Well, uh, President Biden is, is is actually doing two things at the same time here. Um, and he, on the one hand, he has allowed for the shipment of vast amounts of arms to Israel, um, which is has enabled us to, to fight this terror war. Uh, Israel, unfortunately, with very, very poor planning, uh, did not have... Uh, we did not have storage of the of the number of armaments for a three month or four month or five month long uh, battle against uh, against a terror organization like Hamas. So the Biden administration has been incredibly forthcoming, giving us 
mostly uh, everything that we've asked for, uh, but it certainly has enabled us to continue. In addition, uh, although they're talking publicly about Israel having to slow down the battle and change the type of battle, when it came to the United Nations vote, the, uh, the United States vetoed the vote in the United Nations Security Council calling for an immediate ceasefire. So uh, on the one hand, President Biden has been very, very helpful to Israel. On the other hand, like you're saying, he has also expressed criticism. Uh, he's also forced Israel, essentially, to uh, bring, to allow in what is being called humanitarian aid for the Palestinian civilians. But I'll tell you right now, if not for that so-called humanitarian aid, this war would already have been over. This war would already have been over. Hamas would have had to release the hostages because Hamas would not have been able to continue uh, fighting underground. They wouldn't have been able to fuel. Uh, there's a lot of fuel that's needed for the air conditioning systems and everything to run their 500 kilometers of tunnels. They wouldn't have been able to do that. So what the United States forced Israel to allow in these trucks of so-called humanitarian aid, that has enabled Hamas to continue fighting Israel, uh, to keep supplying its its forces with food, with water, um, and with the necessary, uh, I should say, gasoline and everything else to keep fighting. So, so that's the tragedy here. I, I you know, uh, maybe the Biden administration didn't understand this, um, but it's had a tragic, tragic effect. And the truth is tragic effect on the Palestinians as well, because had the war been over in one month, which is what probably would have happened instead of three months, uh, and that's not nearly over now, uh, then it would have been beneficial for the Palestinian population as well. Their entire <laughs> militant infrastructure uh, required, as far as munitions, uh, the deployment of 2,000-pound bunker-busting bombs, not limiting uh, while supplying them, right, to, to keep the illusion of support with munitions, but limiting Israel to 500-pound bombs, right? Exactly. That's why I said they gave us mostly what we needed in terms of ammunition. Yes. So mm. mostly, yes, correct. right. Um, so, uh, all right. So I want to conclude. I thank you very much for staying with me. I don't know if you, did you plan for a 30 minute interview? Cause I held you way over. If, if you were only planning 30 minutes, is, That's are, okay. you, are you okay? Uh, I'm very happy to keep this, you know, okay, just, okay good. This is an important conversation. Uh, but I want you to, of all the things that we've discussed and you, I thank you so much for answering my questions, because I had a big question about Netanyahu and the, uh, the amount of propaganda against Netanyahu. I was like, what? He was supporting Hamas. Um, that was pretty shocking. I always had that question. But thank you for answering my questions. Now, please tell our listening audience, because we cannot rely upon the mainstream media that has been captured by the left wing ideology. Tell everybody what they're just not aware of and how you know, certain dangers or vulnerabilities, or of course, the national security of Israel is in jeopardy. Tell everybody what they're just not aware of um, outside of the the craziness and the brainwashing of the people that would be supporting, you know, the Palestinians and, and what Hamas did. Tell everybody what, what they're not aware of. Um, most of the uh, 95, 98% of American population is not aware that the Palestinians don't see the conflict with Israel just about territory. 
they see it as a conflict against people. They see it as a conflict against Jews. Uh, the, there's been a message that's been repeated numerous times on Palestinian Authority television by Palestinian Authority uh, figures that talk about uh, that, that quote, an Islamic hadith, an Islamic source, that the hour of resurrection will come until Muslims fight the Jews and kill them, uh, leading eventually to the extermination of Jews. Now, the, the Palestinian Authority Ministry of Religion listed this as one of the talking points for all the mosques in the Palestinian Authority when? Two weeks after the atrocities of October 7th. The Friday, two weeks after the October 7th massacre, the PA wanted all the mosques to talk about the extermination of Jews. That's not a war of liberation of land. It's not a war to just get the West Bank, so-called West Bank, uh, under Palestinian authority. That's a war of genocide, a war of extermination against the Jews. Israel is fighting against a very slick enemy, the PA, the Palestinian Authority, and Hamas. Both of them present their themselves as victims and present themselves as fighting a battle for land. We have to recognize, everyone must recognize, this is a battle for survival of the Jewish people because both of them have the ideology, both PA and Hamas, that it's not only does Israel not have a right to exist, but Jews likewise don't have a right to exist under their interpretation of Islam. Do you, do you think that Christians will receive much favor if they're successful in wiping out the Jews, the Christians are next, aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, the literally the, the belief uh, that we're talking about here, this this uh, fundamental uh, message uh, of Islam that Hamas and and Iran and uh, Muslim Brotherhood all adopt, is that ultimately the entire world will be under um, will be under Muslim rule. Uh, a Palestinian religious figure on TV said he tried to explain why uh, Jews had to be exterminated and others would just be subjugated. He said because the Jews were so evil, they would not accept subjugation. Therefore, the Jews had to be exterminated. But everyone else, all the Christians, all the Hindus, all the Buddhists, everybody's going to be subjugated under Islam. This is the Palestinian Authority vision as well. So let's recognize Christians, Jews, Americans, Israelis. We are all in this battle against this force that really, really does not want to live beside us in peace, but wants to subjugate us to their ideology. And the sooner we all recognize what this battle is, the better the chance that we will uh, survive it more quickly, and we will survive it. God will assure to that, but we have to be assured that we will survive it with as fewer casualties as possible. And the bond between the Christians and the Jews and for our survival <laughs> must never, ever waver, must never be broken. We have to, we have to stand together. And sir, uh, please give out your website, how everyone can, uh, your website, uh, P-A-L-Watch.org is chock full of information, a treasure trove of media reports that I'm looking at right now. Um, in opposition to this war propaganda that comes from this, you know, uh, this this global caliphate ideology and movement. Um, you want them to visit your website? Do you have any social media? Please give out uh, your links, your email, whatever you wish. I want people to stay in contact with you. Yes, please visit our website, palwatch.org. Uh, and anyone who, who wants more information, 
uh, you can write to us, uh, write to me personally, write to pmw at palwatch.org. We'll get your email. Uh, we'll put you on our email list that you can get the daily notices, the daily videos of the latest uh, hate propaganda, the latest, uh, like I mentioned, tomorrow we're going to release the video of the sister of Salah Aruri talking about how he prayed every day for, uh, for martyrdom. So get on our email list and you will get all that information. Outstanding. Um, uh, Mr. Marcus, thank you so much. I, I hope you thought I did a, a good job. I'm an outsider. I'm, uh, I'm not a subject matter expert, but, um, uh, you know, I, I, um, in, in, in the book of Genesis, it says that um, uh, he who blesses uh, Israel shall be blessed, right? That's the side that I'm on. Uh, so please know that. Uh, God bless you. Stay safe. And, and I applaud your work. Thank you, sir, for this interview. Thank you very much. And your questions are great. All right. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be in touch. An information uh, news warranting. I'd like to invite you to come back on. And if you think I did an okay job, I'd... I'd love to have you back on in the future. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. No one the vaccination. Who made the comment? Was it Dr. You made the comment? You were in Australia during COVID-19. You must have been fully aware and that the Fed people, also nurses, doctors, so banks don't need people to, to have their jobs, to keep this their means jobs. banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever gonna have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. 
My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. Better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty, all of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top-notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect membranes and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of adding those two elements, in addition to the collagen, is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a great flavor. It's just yummy.
Banks are supposed to be the safest. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty. All of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top-notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect membranes and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of adding those two elements, in addition to the collagen, is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir, is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a great flavor. It's just yummy.
Ladies and gentlemen, it seems like, uh, well, on a regular basis, once a month for a succession of many, many months, um, and in between visits, the world changed several times over, and we get more um, Noah Yuval Harari clips. (laughs) We do. What a great content producer. He is the, uh, he founded the, uh, the, the national uh, tour, the Reawaken tour. Uh, and most recently, he and uh, General Flynn were in Alex Jones. They, they, they're out there. They're not stopping, uh, ladies and gentlemen. They are, you can see it. Um, you, you can feel it in their, in their souls. You can hear it uh, in their voices. They're doing everything they can to bring the truth about the world that we live in uh, and to try to do everything they can to save our country. Clay Clark joins me once again. Clay Clark, welcome back, sir. Thank you uh, very, hey, very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank By you. By the way, your studio is looking sharp. I don't know what's going on. Did, are you like on the, you look like you're on the set of like a, the Starship Enterprise. Look what's going on. You're living the bougie life. Look at that studio. You know, can I tell you a secret? Huh? Um, that's green screen. No way. I swear. Isn't that great? You switched it up. This is like a new year thing, huh? It's like, you can't be, it's a, it's a switch. I mean, we've been on the show several times. This is a different look before. Was the other one a green screen as well or no? Yeah, I've done. And it's really difficult to get green screen, right? You got to have the right computers, right? Lighting, all that stuff. And I'm not afraid to say it, but guess what? We're independent media. We're, we're, you know, we're steak and potatoes people. We don't have, uh, the benefit of big pharma, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. We're not seeing that. I know where you're sitting. And I want to ask you this. I didn't get a chance to ask you this before. I want to make sure I get it out of the way. Where's that dry erase board? Do you still have that? Oh, I still have it. Yeah, it's in my office here. It's in your office. Can you tell yeah. everybody about that dry erase board and how much you've been adding to it recently? Have you, have you got any more well, space? Um, I have uh, um Okay. If you go, if anybody does a Google search real quick for uh, Clay Clark whiteboard, you can see it. But it, if it was related to uh, the Reawaken America tour or um, growing a haircut chain or growing a dog training business or growing, I have a company that we do uh, home remodeling, you know, a couple of different businesses I'm involved that do home remodeling. It, I was just talking to one of our uh, clients today. And we want to dominate the Grand Lake, Oklahoma area. So this is my business tips for you. So we want to dominate the Grand Lake, Oklahoma area. We specifically do um, in the Grand Lake area, we do um, outdoor living, home remodeling, um, a lot of outdoor landscaping work. And that company is called Outside Inc., right? So what I want to do, Pete, is I want to make it with, if you are in the Grand Lake, Oklahoma, and you are looking for somebody to come in and put in an outdoor kitchen or remodel um, the the back of your home or to make your lake house awesome. Um, I want to make sure that no matter what Google search term that you type in, you find us. So that's, that's thing one. Two is I want every boat shop that sells the boats. I want every dock rental that rents the docks. I want every jet ski rental. I want every restaurant. I want every single ATV rental company to refer us. You know, when you say, man, I'm thinking about remodeling my backyard. Who do you recommend? I want our name everywhere. And that's called the Dream 100 system. That was a system developed by Chet Holmes back in the day, the legendary business consultant. 
And so when I wanted to stop the Great Reset, um, I made a list of every single person I could possibly think of that needed to know that the models that said that 2.2 million people would die from COVID are false, that the polymerase chain reaction tests are falsely calibrated to inflate cases, that COVID-19 is 100% treatable with, bud with a budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, that the system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented in 2015, and that the Great Reset is in fact their plan with RNA modifying nanotechnology under your skin, making it impossible for you to buy or sell without the technology under your skin. And so I made a list of all the people that knew President Trump, and I began cold calling, dialing and smiling, calling, texting, emailing, social media, and doing all the things you have to do until my brain exploded. And uh, every time I reached somebody who would, was actually awake to what was going on or was receptive to the truth, I put a spark next to their name, um, a spark indicating that they potentially could start a fire of a revival needed to save this country. And so that's how I started my whiteboard. And then uh, Yahoo uh, News and others got a hold of it and thought it was maybe the center of the QAnon conspiracy movement. But at yeah. the end of the day, it was just a whiteboard. And this is how I do every single business I'm involved in every single time. Yeah. And by the way, when he's, it's not just bragging, but he's also been recognized. You've uh, been recognized as the U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. Uh, you've built businesses. So when you speak of having multiple businesses, it's a model that's a rinse and repeat for you, right? Yeah, I, um, you know, I'll just give uh -huh. people an example. Maybe a business that's not super exciting, but it's exciting for me. Yeah, uh, one of the companies is called PMH OKC, and we do perfect my home. So we do pools. We build pools. And uh, um, I make money as a percentage of the pool. So if you're out there today and you want to buy a pool in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you pay us to dig the hole, put put in the pool. I make a percentage of the, the growth. And I've helped grow that company from um, just under a million dollar a year business to over $18 million a year of gross revenue. Um, and I make a small percentage of the growth and that's, that's what I do. And so that's, that's where I prefer to operate is in growing companies. Um, that's what I like to do. And then the great reset happened and it's kind of hard to grow a yes. company if you're in a communist controlled country. Yeah. And so, uh, I was late to the party, uh, to a party that many of you, uh, yourself included were the hosts of for long before I showed up and you guys had been paving the way. Um, you, Alex Jones, um, I would argue Joe Rogan, I would argue general Flynn. Many of you had been a voice Voices in the wilderness for a long time, um, sharing the truth about the Great Reset and the globalist agenda, Agenda 2030, et cetera. And I, just being very clear, had no interest in these subjects before. And I still actually have no interest in these subjects. I just want to stop the Great Reset so I can get back to uh, raising my kids. And it occurred to me at a certain point that we're not going to get back to normal and that we have to save the republic um, or we're going to be in a weird digital dictatorship, dystopian Agenda 2030 sort of a worldview. And so that's how I got here. Um, and I think God has given us all different skill sets that we can use um, or neglect to use uh, for this, this specific time. And I, I'm just trying to do everything I, I can possibly do to help uh, waken America up. We now, of course, know you as Mr. Clark, mm. right? Because you've been divinely inspired. I'm going to fast forward to a very important topic today. I have this, by the way. I've been waiting for this. Oh, Sir, this letter right here, our military has been severely impacted. But when you first started looking, you're a SBA, recognized US SBA Entrepreneur of the Year. There's businesses, COVID hit. And you said, whoa, hold on a second. You had a little bit of free time on your hands, but a lot of questions. You sat down, you did research, and the truth that you were digging into and revealing eventually led to uh, this big thing where you know, our military has been degraded uh, uh, many ways where they said you take the you take the vax, you take the jab or you're out. We've had our pilots industries. We've had 
um, uh, multiple, I mean, America's been weakened, essentially, no doubt about it, if not intentionally. And my question to you, was it intentional yep. or was it by happenstance that this this COVID thing plus the jab, which resulted in the death of 600,000 Americans just with the bioweapon and the jab, was it intentional? Uh, is it the well, intentional- Great Reset is an intentional plan, mm-hmm. um, which you can read about in Klaus Schwab's own words called um, COVID-19, the Great Reset, the book or the fourth industrial revolution. They want to put RNA modifying nanotechnology under your skin. The only way to do that is via syringe. Yeah, yes, that's right. And at forced vaccinations, we had constitutional uh, issues like that. A lot of people asserted uh, religious exemptions from such, such things. But if you were in the military or you're a government contractor, that didn't qualify that the you know government, of course, doesn't recognize our constitutional rights. But today, I got a copy of an open letter to the American people from signatories, signatories of this declaration of military accountability have you seen this i have seen it now i haven't read it to the extent you have i had two people today that text me today Mm. that claim they're the one they're they are signers of it yes but i have not read it because i've been doing back-to-back interviews with great people like yourself so i haven't read it yet but uh, it it is it is um i really do hope there is some accountability um, and we can stop the idea of using our military as lab rats. If you did read it, you'd say, wow, this is exactly. I mean, now the veterans have stood up at everything that you've been saying, what's being done with these forced vac- vaccinations, running out our military. I mean, these are, uh, you know, crimes against humanity in our military, weakening, weakening our, our military. Essentially, a bunch of veterans came and said, we're going to uh, thousands of us are going to run for office. And we're going to hold these military officials accountable and legislatively pass laws so that this doesn't happen again. This is what we need to do to restore America, is it not? Yeah, um, and I would just, I'm, I'm going to go back to business because that's kind of how I think. Yep. But, um, you know, I talked to a guy today, Pete, who was, he, he's a young guy, um, early 30s. He's making good money. And he was telling me, Clay, I want to make great money. And I said, well, I mean, assuming that we have a capitalist economy, how, how much is great money? And he said, well, I want to make, you know, 400 grand a year. I said, okay, well, how much do you make now? He says, I make about 100 grand a year. I said, okay, well, you're going to have to make more money per year. He's like, wow, you're a genius. You know, and so Pete, I told him, I said, hey, you're going to have to make more. And the thing is, you can't make more time, right? Because you're already working all the time. He said, that's right. I said, okay, so you're probably going to need to invest in real estate and buy said real estate from emotional people, buy it low, sell it high. That's probably what you're going to have to do. So, you know, flip some houses or you're going to have to start a small business. And he's like, okay, okay. Well, yeah, well, what are the other, what are other options? I'm going, these are the two only <laughs> options that I can possibly think of that I actually can help you with. Um, you either, either need to a, um, you know, start a small business or B you need to flip houses. Um, and this guy goes, yeah, I I've been thinking about it. I've been reading some books, Pete, you know, he says, Clay, I've been reading the books. I've been studying. I've been this, I listen to your podcast all the time. And Pete, I, I freely schedule free 13 point assessments with my listeners for free because that's what I do. Um, I've been doing that for years before the great reset. And I'm happy to do that. And because I only take on 160 clients, I'm totally liberated to tell people sometimes the uncomfortable truth. And I'm telling this guy, and I said, listen, you actually have to do something to change anything. He's going, I said, you have to actually do something to change anything. I think a lot of people think that consuming something Mm -hmm. and not doing something can change anything. 
you know, like, wow, I listen to, the, to the, you know, I listen every week, you know, his glory. I love that show. Listen to Mel Kay, and listen to some Pete Santilli, and listen to some Joe Rogan, well, well, Clay Clark, because I hate myself. Then I'm going to go listen to Pete Santilli, because I love myself. I'm going to listen to some more Clay Clark, because I hate myself. And then I'm going to go to bed, and then I'm going to go educate myself. No, but you eventually have to do something, you yes. know? And so what I always tell people to do is if you're trying to save America, we got one of three options we can take. A, run for office. I don't like to run for office. I've never done it before. Okay, thank you. But we need to either run for office, B, support people that are running for office, or C, what? Do something in your own like local environment that pushes back against the Great Reset, you know? So if you're at a workplace, they say, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You know, they say, you got to teach the woke agenda and you're a teacher, don't teach the woke agenda. You know, so again, if you're a teacher, they say you got to wear the mask and teach the woke agenda. Don't wear the mask and don't teach the woke agenda. But you only got three things you can do. You can run for office, support people that are running for office, or you can choose not to comply. And that's what you can do. And I think so many people have been lulled into thinking, I'm going to watch Fox News until my head explodes. And then I'm going to go watch the Pete Santilli show because I like him. And then because I hate myself, I'm going to go watch the primetime show with Clay Clark. So I just think everybody, you have to get involved. And I think that's what the Reawaken America Tour has done for a lot of people. Mm -hmm through the incredible leadership of General Flynn and others, they've come to these events, they've learned about the issues, but they've decided to get involved. And that's how we're going to save our republic, if we can do it. I came into, and this is uh, the second interview that I've done here in 2024. And I, and I want you to, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I told everybody, we are done saying, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to get done. Well, if we continue to not participate, we need every single person doing something get in where you fit in do something everyone must participate should they not everyone in 2024 everybody should participate and while you're not participating i'm not saying your listeners aren't participating but while we're not participating or while someone's not participating guess who is participating mm. a schwab you've all know a harari the great reset bill gates uh the people that were controlled and blackmailed by jeffrey epstein those people are getting involved those people are involved and those people are diligently serving the devil so everybody out there we've got to get involved to save our republic so let's say we all get involved and right now we just say all right uh you guys are done go ahead and leave we won uh that's it it's over do you think that they're going to give up their power up so easily will they no it will not happen there's you're not going to see um people that have been compromised and i, I want to be very clear uh jeffrey epstein what jeffrey epstein would do is he would run around um compromising adults so he would get adults to do horrible things on camera uh he would give people copious amounts of money to do horrible things and then once people had done horrible things he would tell them what they needed to do with their um, now compromised positions, you know, so these people who Pete, they're, they're facing lifetime in prison. If somebody ever knew about the unspeakable acts they did and they're being now controlled, that was what Epstein's job was, is to run around and compromise people. And so you've got a lot of these people that were compromised. I mean, and now uh, Pete, I won't mention names today because I don't want to get you or me sued today, but we're, um, are you starting to see more and more mega pastors? Have you seen this more and more mega pastors that are coming out as being compromised? Are you seeing this? Are you following these stories? It's pretty wild folks. 
Absolutely. The, 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 the pulpit, okay, has been co-opted. Uh, you know, dating all the way, if you read Margaret Sanger's writings, she pursued her, you know, her, her uh, contraception uh, agenda, right? You could read her, her writings where she wanted to speak with the black pastors, but of course, don't let the members of the black American community know what we're doing here. But uh, the same methodology, propagate fear to nudge everybody into their, you know, into their lair, of course, by saying overpopulation is going to kill everyone. It's going to be famine. You must take birth control pills. And of course, that's blossomed into a multi-billion dollar child sacrifice. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to get a suit if I say Planned Parenthood. Oh, well, I'll take it. I'll take a bullet. Mm. But yeah. it's the same methodology, 20s, 30s, the way. And what's, were- and I'm not, I'm not speaking on, for, on behalf of you. I'm speaking on behalf of me. But I think what's kept a lot of people out of um, church like you and me, and, and Pete, maybe you disagree with this, is I think a lot of people that are critical thinkers like you and myself, we look at the hypocrisy. And it's almost like if you went to a barber shop where the barber couldn't cut hair. You and I would quit going. You know, I own a barber shop chain, right? Mm-hmm. And we cut men's hair. Mm-hmm. And the average person is not going to come back if we can't cut hair. I mean, we could say all of the nice things and provide all the great smiles and talk in circles about how much we love our customers. But if we fundamentally cannot cut hair, nobody should come back for a haircut. Mm-hmm. There are so many pastors that I've met on the Reawaken tour that don't know. The Bible. Tell this story, would you please? Your yeah. first reawakened tour, where was it held? And there was a significant moment where the members of the pulpit were shutting down their churches on behalf of the government, you know. Uh, but your first tour, the decision was made at a church to have the doors open, correct? Well, okay, Pete, what happened was before I met you and I was meeting you, I was meeting all these wonderful people. I was just trying to gather everybody for one big event. And I reached out to some big churches and I said, hey, can I host the Reawaken Tour? This is the first event called the Reopen Tour at our building. This is when most states were still doing lockdowns, quarantines, mask mandates. Can be hosted at your church? And all the big churches bailed out, Pete. Pete, all the big churches that said, oh, yeah, we could, we would definitely host you. They all bailed out. So truth be known, Pete, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com and you request a ticket right now for the Reawaken America Tour for June for Detroit, Michigan, June 7th and 8th, our final event, you're going to see General Flynn, Cash Patel, Eric Trump, Laura Trump, Alina Haba. Uh, just so many wonderful, great speakers, uh, uh, Amanda Grace, uh, Julie Green, Jim Brewer, Roseanne, they're all going to be there. And when you go to those, imagine, Pete, that I was selling, I mean, I get, people could name their price, but imagine what it would be like if you were selling tickets to an event and you were three quarters sold out only to discover that you didn't have a venue. <laughs> That's what happened. All of the venues bailed on me, all of them. And so there was one church that stood in the gap called Rama Bible College. And they said, uh, we really don't know why the other churches canceled. We don't want to speak for them. We don't want to bash them. That's not what we're about. But we will be happy to host you guys for an event at our church. And so that church emerged um, really out of, out of nowhere to host the Reawaken America Tour event. And for people out there that don't know this, if you go to uh, um, YouTube right now and you type in 1963 Rama. Prophecy. So go to go to Google and type in 1963, and type in uh, 1963 um, Hagen prophecy. Okay, Pastor Hagen. Um, mm-hmm. 
and you put that in. So 1963 Hagen prophecy, Kenneth Hagen had a prophecy that the spark of the worldwide revival against a Marxist communist godless takeover would start in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1963. He said this. Wow. And I didn't know that. And as we brought the event to the stage, to the platform, all these Rama graduates, Rama Bible College graduates, people were saying, this fulfills the prophecy. And I'm going, uh, what now? And they go, this fulfills the prophecy. And I go, what prophecy? They said, the prophecy from 1963. Kenneth Hagin said this would happen. And I go, what? So I didn't know that either, Pete. So I could just say God has opened the door for the reawakened tour in a way. And I, I mentioned this because not, it's not about me. It's about God is using general Flynn. He's using cash Patel. He's using Eric Trump, Laura Trump. We're all, I believe all of us are rediscovering what it means to have a relationship with God. I know I personally am reading the Bible like never before. And God is using everybody as, as imperfect as we all are. And I encourage everybody out there. If you want to know what is actually going on with the Great Reset and how to stop it. Just go to timetofreeamerica.com and come join us in Detroit, Michigan on June 7th and 8th. It's Detroit, Michigan, June 7th and 8th. It's going to be an absolute blasty blast. That's June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan. I promise you, you're absolutely going to love it. It's going to be a game changer. It's going to be a life changer. 70 speakers over two days. It's our final event. And Pete, for you um, any in, in any of your team, we'd love to get you a backstage pass. So you could set up a media booth there to meet anybody. I know that's getting closer to your neck of the woods, but that's the final event that we're going to do. And, and, and so many people, and I'm not ripping other events, but I just want to be very clear, just so anybody out there knows how accessible this is. People have told me, Clay, I wanted to go to this big event that was held recently. My wife and I called to get tickets. It wasn't your event, but it was a big you know, headline conservative event. And we called to get tickets. And if we didn't want to sit in the nosebleeders, it was like three grand a ticket. Or I wanted to get a vendor booth and it was 10 grand. Or I wanted to get a media credentials. And they said I needed to have at least 10 years of experience. Or I needed to have a $5,000 deposit in a $25,000 booth. We don't do that, Pete. We let people name their price to attend our events. And we do that because we're trying to genuinely save the republic. Amen. All right, sir. Uh, I have five more minutes with you. And sure. I want here in this, this, this first day of broadcasting into 2024, you, you've done a great job with a lot of speakers, a lot of education, uh, touring the nation. Uh, and I, 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 I sense that maybe halfway through and now, especially most recently, the reawaken tour and the messaging from General Flynn, local action, national impact. You had a broadcast out there, a big, big one with uh, Alex Jones. But the theme going into 2024, I want you to and tell everybody, a lot of great speakers, an awesome yeah. event, divinely inspired. But do you agree that the most important thing that has happened is the people in front of the stage, in, in front of the podium, and the action that they take thereafter is most important, especially right now, in 2024 because we can't wait for november to say well well president trump's going to come in and save us it's not going to happen that way what we do after we leave the reawaken tour is most important especially in 2024 right 
Yeah, I mean, what we try to do at the events there, Pete, is we try to give people a, a roadmap of things that they can actually do, um, action steps you can take. And um, so there's kind of three primary benefits of coming to the event. I mean, one is you're surrounded by thousands of patriots that sincerely want to save our country. So you don't feel as isolated. You make great connections. Two is the speakers. Pete, you know this because you interview so many of them. They need encouragement. I mean, some of these speakers are sued, subpoenaed. We were joking the other day, Pete, on air on Alex Jones, that you almost had to be sued and or subpoenaed to speak at the Reawaken Tour. Virtually every one of our speakers has been sued or subpoenaed. It's it, the, the, the key top line speakers. I mean, you talk about Eric Trump and Peter Navarro and General Flynn and myself. We're all being sued and subpoenaed constantly. That's what happens. It's, it's what we do. So. Um, and then the third is we want to give people marching orders or calls to action. And so we want everybody to become a force multiplier. And so if you're out there today and you want to, you know, give it your all and sprint to the finish, it's January 2nd now, folks. We've got the election in November, and you can do a little countdown um, to the election. And right now, if you just look it up, there's 307 days left to go until the 2024 election. So we need every single able-bodied patriot with the mental capacity and tenacity needed to save this country to get involved. And you can learn more by going to time2freeamerica.com. Again, it's time2freeamerica.com. You know, I've watched you in action. I've had the honor of uh, being at your facility. I was invited to an event. It was a great event, by, by the way, and met a lot of great patriots um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I remember something you said. If you don't like somebody, you just intuitively, they're just not right yeah. and you meet them. You just don't. If you don't like them, you just don't talk to them, period. You I met do. Alex Jones, and I'm, I don't know what you're going to say. You said, well, you did say something, and I want you to repeat it. You met Alex Jones. You saw him in action. What was your impression as you were sitting there in the InfoWars headquarters? Well, he has the sense of urgency that our time requires. I mean, he's not screwing around. I mean, he he is very serious. He's very direct, and he wants to save our country. He has the, the sense of urgency that our era, that our time requires. Pete, I mean, this guy, every single second of the show, when you head into the break, when you go to the break, he says, okay, we come back to the break. I want to cover ABC one, two, three. And he's not being a jerk, Pete. He just wants to save our country. He's try he's not screwing around. He views this as we've got a one shot opportunity to save this country and he's on mission on task. And I really was honored to meet him. I thought his staff was, was gracious. I thought he was kind. I thought he was uh, slightly funnier than I thought he was going to be and much more intense than I thought was humanly possible. I, I actually loved it. And the intensity of the conversation with General Flynn, the message, and I want you to close out here and overemphasize. Again, ladies and gentlemen, all hands on deck. Everybody must participate. Anybody thinking, somebody needs to, nobody's going to do anything. There's no such thing. If you're not doing anything, then nobody's going to do anything. Uh, all right. But uh, General Flynn put out a message. What's your biggest concern right now and inspire everybody to do something somehow, some way to restore? Well, I, I don't know that I have my biggest concern. I think there's an attack on our, our, our wealth, you know, through BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They just expanded. They doubled the size January 1st. There's an attack on our health with the international health regulations, the World Health Organization, and the stealing of our medical sovereignty. And then there's an attack on our just overall American way of life and our fundamental values and our Christian belief systems. And so all of that's called the Great Reset, and we've got to fight back. So everybody out there, if you have a sound mind, and I know you do because you're watching the Pete Santilli Show, go to time2freeamerica.com, time2freeamerica.com. 
Ticketmaster.com and request those tickets for the final Reawaken America Tour event we're doing June 7th and 8th in Detroit, Michigan. We're taking the showdown to Motown. It's the Godless Globalists versus Team America. That's time to freeamerica.com. And if you're not subscribed to the Pete Santilli Show, go get a police-grade taser and taser yourself because you've got to subscribe to the Pete Santilli Podcast. It's an unbelievable podcast. He does a phenomenal job every single day bringing on best best practice guests, patriots who know their stuff. And I encourage you to listen to the Pete Santilli Podcast. Again, Pete is consistently on it every single day trying to share the truth. And if you are listening to Fox News, which is sponsored by Big Pharma, don't be surprised if your brain becomes sponsored and corrupted by Big Pharma. So stop listening to Fox News and start listening to the Pete Santilli Broadcast. I'm going to visit the Big D, they call it. I love the Big D. I don't know. Have you ever been there at the Big D? In I have, actually. I And I my dad took me to a Detroit uh, Tigers baseball game back oh. in the day where I got uh, – I experienced what the gang life was like firsthand. We went into Subway. I'd never seen that because I grew up in a rural community. And we went into a farm. We went into a Subway sandwich outside of the old Detroit Tigers baseball stadium. And there's bars on the windows. And I'm thinking, like, what is going on? And they had to slide the sandwich through a chute because there was plexiglass. There was, like, fiberglass protecting the sandwich artist from the customers. And there was two homeboys. We were waiting for our sandwich to be shut. There's, like, a, a Subway sandwich, and they have to shove it through this narrow chute so your sandwich gets flattened. And as we were waiting for our sandwich these two homeboys started getting into some sort of like it's apparently deep geopolitical debate start shoving each other up in the lobby and i was like 10 years old 11 years old my dad's like we'll leave the sandwich here and i got a chance to see that every building had graffiti on it this was like in what 92 91 this is downtown detroit old tiger stadium we just wanted to go see cecil fielder hit some home runs and i thought we were going to get shot it was crazy Hey, it's uh, so June 7th and 8th. We'll be out there. And uh, well, not not to. Um, well, I love the Big D. I do. I love it. It's amazing. I love it. You so, love it. I'm just saying it, it, it yeah. blew my mind as a young kid. But you're, but you're right. It is <laughs> eight miles. Have you ever heard of eight mile? I have. I'm just saying I was not ready for that. My dad's like, let's go see a baseball game and let's watch Cecil Fielder and, you know, Mickey Tettleton and Rob Deere all, you know, hit steroid enhanced baseballs over the stadium before they build the new one. You know, that was the idea. The big big historic upper deck. And on TV, we never quite got a chance to see the graffiti that was outside and all these abandoned buildings. And there was, I mean, we we, were, it was like watching Mad Max. We went there the first time. I'm going, dad, why is there fire in all the trash cans he's like son this is the heating device being used by the <laughs> and, and by the way cover me i'm going in for a subway sandwich <laughs> that's how it was <laughs> clay thank you for joining me appreciate it thank you god bless america listen in between our visits the the world i believe we've got momentum and i thank you for your participation in creating that thank you sir i appreciate it thanks a lot brother have a great night thank you, you too bye-bye With key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials. The exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Elixir is changing lives everywhere. Ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. Unlike other products, 
The Bella Grace Elixir controls the gene switches which activate collagen creation and disables the enzymes that break down the matrix. Bella Grace Elixir contains Verisol, the world's best and most clinically studied form of collagen. These elite collagen peptides influence the skin's collagen metabolism directly from the inside. Nature's most powerful antioxidant. 6,000 times more potent than vitamin C, Astereal Astaxanthin prevents the activation of gene switches that drive inflammation and activates the gene switch responsible for cellular repair and longevity, forming bridges across cell membranes, protecting them from free radical attack. Amazonian cat's claw suppresses the enzymes that degrade collagen and our skin matrix caused by oxidants and inflammation. It simply turns the switch off. The world's most studied collagen, plus activating the genes that make collagen, plus switching off the genes that break down collagen, has resulted in something the world has never experienced. The Bella Grace Elixir. Start your 30-day Bella Grace Challenge today. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. So silly. Hmm? It's kind of fun. It's fun. <laughs> Might yeah. as well. Might as well. I need well to be give fun. you some of these some of these switches. I know. Oh man, talk huh? about a disaster. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, if anybody has any complaints, uh, you, you, I mean, you can actually the blame it on tap. The, no, the poor production quality is a direct reflection of the audience. If the audience like likes what we do, they support us, right? Mm. And we do well. The audience thinks we suck. It has a downward spiral effect. But you can mail a check to 30122, P.O. Box 30122, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45230. Yeah. I thought we were at least going to get a bunch of toaster ovens. <laughs> For what? For our wedding? No. Or blenders? No. Like blenders and toaster ovens. Isn't that what people normally... Here you go. People keep toaster. asking me if we're registered somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're registered as... Um, we're like, we have to... We're going to be taking off almost a little bit of time. Yeah, so. actually, we need your support, you guys, because... Um, yeah, because this we're going to have... Time off camera, and that will have an even uh, more detrimental impact yeah, on so our ability if you, to pay the light If you bill. want to send a friendly wedding gift in the form of, of a, a donation, a no, rant, we would not. You know, I told people we don't need anything. Like, no, we just need to stay to know, alive. People you know, wanted to know if we were registered, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know what? The Actually, last thing we need is more stuff. Yeah, we're independent media, and we're yeah. literally struggling to just pay the electric light. We need to that, be able to stay on the air. Yeah, that's the payroll, wedding gift I stuff want. like that. Yeah, that's the <laughs> best thing if you guys really wanted to. Yeah. I mean, if you like us, you want to see us off, that'd be the that'd be awesome. Yeah. That be that would be awesome, yeah. So, uh, rumble rants, right, are awesome. You can join locals. Um, people have revolted on locals for yeah. some reason. Backwards, just literally. I, don't know. I was giving away pillows. I was doing. I was begging people. I'm scratching. And well, it's clawing. still right after. It's still. I'm listen. I'm gonna give people the benefit of the doubt. It's. Uh, it's just right after Christmas. We're only a few, yeah. a couple of weeks away from the holiday. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, together people, for people years. are like, oh my goodness. Mm. You know, so I'm going to give people a chance to recoup, but if you can, please donate. And uh, your donations mean our, everything. Our Support um, our sponsors. Like our, Mike Lindell, Pete has a great New Year's, uh, New Year's sale going on right now. Uh, I'm telling you, his towels are amazing. The yellow ones are so pretty. I know I keep telling everybody that. My pajamas, oh my gosh, how wonderful are yeah. my pajamas that I got from them. The the pink and white ones, they're just the perfect, mm. they're, they're just the perfect sleepwear. They really are in the winter and in the summer. I don't know how he does it, but he does. The sheets and towels and and dish towels. I mean, everything that you need for your home is over at MyPillow. And don't forget the MyPillow 2.0, mm -hmm. which we love, by the way. Yep. There you go. If you are a uh, subscriber. Use uh, promo code DEB. It's open for subscribers. You can go to the uh, Locals channel. You click that button. I still have those there. We still have pillows available. If you want to get one, we're giving them away um, with a annual subscription. Mm. Is that great? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oh, look at, look at Rico. Happy wedding. Rico, uh, uh, somebody, angel investor. Carl Binge, I think it was Carl's, just said, uh, us older people don't need anything but socks and underwear. Isn't that funny how that go? you revert back to your childhood? 
It's like, what do you want for Christmas? Give me some socks and underwear. Underwear and socks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it kind of does go. I mean, Pete and I, we have, we have, mm. as far as our household goes, we have everything we need as far as our household goes. You know, we yeah, just want to keep our business humble, going. Humble and, yeah. Actually, right? this is, this Happy is what wedding. will happen. Thank I mean, you. you know, uh, yeah, I would say, um, you know, going into this, we're, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be going to, we're going to be leaving town. All right. To an undisclosed lo location. You'll find out about when we get there. What? Carl said, I bet Pete looks good in pink. Actually he does. He has a summer. Uh, it's not, it's really a peachy kind of pink color. Summer, one of your summer shirts. He looks very, very well in that. Because the skin color is dark. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. You know, uh, I want to make sure I get this in. We have a, a few minutes here till we get to the end of the show. I've been wanting to play this. Um, Which one are you going to play? We have you don't so know. many things in the offer. You don't know about this one. You don't know about this one. Really? Okay. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you join me on LFA tonight? I would love to. Why don't you? I will. Your name's going to be Deb Santilli next uh, week. really soon. Deb. I, oh, oh my God. Uh, and a week from now. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking? We got labor costs too, because I need to change all the graphics. <laughs> Everything. I know. Pete's already told me that I cannot keep uh, using the Jordan. Oh, you can, but you're not going to be married. <laughs> yeah. So he says everything. I don't do that. And mm. and I'm having a hard Hi, time. Like you got to, I got to set up new emails and yeah. all of those things. So it must suck to be you. No, I'll be all right. Uh huh. The benefits, the benefits far outweigh the disadvantages of having to change your name. It's so true. Huh? It's so true. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. Uh, Deb's yeah, going to be on. on. Oh, she's going to join yeah, me on I'll LFA today. I'll join you today. at four o'clock today. At four o'clock today. All right. I've been yeah. meaning to play this. These leftists are out of control. Here's what we're going to talk about at four o'clock. The Republicans are now saying what needs to be said. That if the left continues, you keep pushing to screw the voters. and to They want to remove President Trump from our choice. That's what they want to do. They want to remove that from our choice. Mr. and Mrs. Santilli, sounds good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Somebody just, just said oh, that we're getting married on their anniversary, that they got married on on their twenty their parents' 25th wedding anniversary and wishing you best. You're in good company. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rico, for... S. Bar Rico, Branch, I think. Rico trying to get us started there. $10, uh, $10 Rumble rant. Thank you very much, Angel Investor Rico. Um, yes, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. All right. All right, so this uh, thing that's going on, the Republicans are warning that mm -hmm. if the left continues to attack, it's not a Trump thing, okay? Yeah. They are attacking the voter. They are. Attacking the voter. They are. Right now, there's an attack on the votership mm -hmm. by these Marxist, Maoist, disgusting people. Mm -hmm. What do they look like? And what do they sound like? You want to hear what they sound like? Ching. I don't know. Ching. Ching. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, they sound like this. Watch. 
sing a song you ready oh my your survival depends on whether you can rub that napalm off your skin when we make it legal to freaking nuke you <laughs> uh, i mean you know if you're just gonna make up words and sing it i mean that is just incredible to me they practice that their rights depend you know, and and really that's this is our next battle for our democracy. Huh? The inner city freaking have you ever seen uh the rats in Baltimore? Remember those rats? You know what? I remember Dave, the big rats that we saw. I want to show you guys the That's other what these freaking leftists are. Pete, I want you to show everybody the other side of the black community. I gave you a clip from a lawyer. And this was done some time ago, but I just followed her. And she's still out there. She's a black woman who is who is a civil rights attorney. But in a good way. Wait until you hear her. She speaks, started speaking out and defending people and their civil rights during COVID. I completely miss this woman. It is the most unbelievable take. I gave you the full speech, but I gave you the clip. By the way, I'm heavily biased, I always say this, in favor mm -hmm. of the U.S. Constitution. This woman right. right here is speaking as my fellow American right here. Yeah. Isn't she? Oh, yeah. It, I was completely blown away. I was like, who is she? 
Nobody in the threats who knew she was, and and I looked her up. Listen. The federal government, too. The federal government, their purpose is to protect the rights of those citizens. The rights of us to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. All right. Point of that document is. Hold on just a second. I want you guys, you don't have to put my face on. I want you guys just to really quick, Pete. I wish I could delete your face from the show. No. well, I just meant I, this is going to be quick. Now uh-huh. you're making it long. Uh-huh. She, she understands the difference between a democracy and a free republic. Yeah. She understands the difference. Listen to her very, very carefully. Yeah. We, the people, is how the Constitution starts. Is a person that operates under authority. They have power. There are higher magistrates and there are lesser magistrates. The founding fathers of this country understood that there's going to come a point in time where the federal government will need to be checked. If not, they will become tyrants. And that is what's happening now. The Declaration of Independence says that everyone, by virtue of being a human being, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The federal government, too, the federal government, their purpose is to protect the rights of those citizens, the rights of us to our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. The third point of that document is if they fail to protect its citizens and enforce those rights, the citizens have a right to revolt.
Congressman Brad Winstrup's office. We're calling the office of Representative Brad Winstrup serving Ohio's 2nd Congressional District. Our office is open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Unfortunately, we are currently unavailable to take your call. Please leave your name, address, and contact information along with a detailed message, and we'll be sure to address your concerns. Thank you for calling, and have a great day. What? Are you serious? <laughs> huh? You'll have to call later. You got to call later? Somebody answered a couple of days ago. So I called them and I said, I understand Brad Wenstrup took $186,000 from Big Pharma. And he's leading the COVID, you know, lab leak investigation and all that stuff, right? Isn't that, I mean, is it a conflict of interest? Uh, if it doesn't look like it up front, you see what they do is they have a list of 10 questions, mm -hmm. right? That mm -hmm. they would ask the people that are coming to testify like Fauci, right? Mm -hmm. And because Big Pharma has him on the payroll, don't ask these three, please. But you get really powerful ones that end up on Fox News that does what? Sells Big Pharma. They just pretend, they just say, hey, get out there and pretend like you're a Republican going after the, you know, the, the Democrats or the leftists or the Maoists or the, right? And do that. Mm -hmm. And go back and forth and nobody ever gets arrested. Nothing ever gets done. And we just want you to ask questions vigorously. Like Jim Jordan, take off your jacket too and make it look like you're just a good old boy, hometown dude mm -hmm. that accomplishes zero. Yep. Jim Jordan, I don't care what anybody says about how much you like him. I care about one thing. What has he accomplished? He has sold more big pharma than Klaus Schwab. Mm -hmm. Okay. I had such great hopes for Jim Jordan. We did on this show. We actually, uh, when he started rising in prominence, right, and was the head of all these committees mm -hmm. and he was speaking out and he was doing his Fox News clips, we all got excited. Yeah, everybody and here's gets excited. They got excited about uh, Chaffetz too. Well, yeah, exactly. But, and Trey Gowdy. But here's what's happened. Uh, it's produced nothing and we know and they think we're stupid like we don't we don't see what's happening here all talk no action right like the elvis song <laughs> i mean you know no action whatsoever this we have been the majority now for three years the republicans have and they've done absolutely nothing they've had committees and they've had hearings and what has come out of those hearings? Nothing. They, they give it to the media, Pete, and the media makes fun of it. And they never truly go after anybody. And it's just disgusting. It's disgusting. So there you go. What are you doing? Uh, uh, oh, man. My number's blocked calling the White House. Of course. What do you mean, of course? <laughs> of course it is. Huh? Of course it is. They blocked my number? They blocked my number. There you go. Well, listen, we want to thank everybody uh, once again for being with us today. Make sure that you support our sponsors, Bella Grace, MyPillow, right? Uh, Cardio Miracle. All of these sponsors, 
are so important and they bring you the P. Santilli's show every single day. So uh, the show was brought to you today by all of our sponsors, right? And, and, but most of all, we want to thank everybody who is, um, who is a big supporter of ours. Listen, from a dollar to a hundred dollars, I think. Hello, is this the White House? Wow. How may I help you? Hi, how are you? Um, you know, I, I was, uh, I was, is, yeah, well, first of all, I need to be respectful. Is Joe Biden taking a nap right now? Or is he pooping his pants? What the one, one or the other? What's going on? Could I, could I speak to Joe Biden, please? Hello? I'm calling on behalf of Chi Chi Ping. I have his, uh, his freaking lunch order. Kung Pao Chicken. Hello? Hello? Hey. Hello? <laughs> Jeez. Hey. Mm. Hello? Can you transfer me to somebody, at least that will speak? Hmm? Trump won, sweetie. And he's coming back. Get your paper clips, the picture of your family members you got in your cubicle, and get ready to evacuate. Okay? Because you're being kicked out. Just want you to know that. All right? She hasn't hung up on me yet. You there? Hmm? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, boy. Hold on a second. So what do you think? They What do I think? They're like... I don't get paid to think I'm doing. <laughs> Let's see. Quality and training purposes, this call may be monitored. The number is 202-456-1414. Hi, how are you? Uh, can I speak to uh, who's who's in charge of having um, uh, me uh, actually? Uh, well, taking off the person I want to vote for off the ballot. Who do I file a complaint with about that? Because it's an attack on me. Who do I talk to? What department are you looking for? Just whoever it is. It's just uh, trying to basically prevent me from voting from whoever it is I want to vote for. Who do I talk to? Because I understand you guys are having lots of meetings over there at the White House. While Joe Biden's taking a nap, you guys are screwing everything up for the United States. Did you know this, by the way? Do you guys know this? Thank you for your call. No, don't thank, thank you for me. Your call. You need to evacuate as soon as President Trump gets back in. You need to be out. You need to go. Because you're all complicit. You don't even know what's going on. You think it's like a weird call. You're thanking me. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Oh, that's, oh, she hung up on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, the telephone number is 202-456-1414. Do not, we don't threaten people, do we? No. We do not. You don't need to threaten people. When we're on the side of righteousness, when we're on, on the side of the law, you don't have to kill anybody. We don't want to kill anybody. I li Like they're, they're saying, oh, we're going to arrest people that are threatening. The law. I mean, who is threatening people? I want to mm -hmm. keep... I'm going to keep Jerry Naylor around, and I, I 
want to do mean things to his groin, and he won't be able to see it because his uh-huh. freaking gut, his fupus hanging over. He hasn't seen his penis in like 27 years. Well, they've come, they've come back around now to, uh, you know, saying we have to keep it, we have to keep a close watch for extremism. Uh, no, and, we're, we're, it's, and, here, here's and the, they're the, putting the symbols out again and yeah, what to look for. Of course. Yeah. All right. So Deb Jordan. We're going to be saying Deb Jordan a lot. Everyone say Deb Jordan. That's the last remaining moments of you calling her Deb Jordan. <laughs> huh? One week. Pete and Deb Santilli we're going to put across the bottom. Wow. Is that what we're going to do? That's what we're going to do. And she's a Marine by, she will be a Marine by injection. Okay, you guys, literally we got, thank you, Rico, we got $10 in Rumble Rants. That's... Oh, you got more than that. You got $100. Oh, that's right. For Miss Q. That's right. Thank you for the Rumble Rants. Oh, thanks. It's just not at the top anymore. Tune in this afternoon on LFA. Deb Jordan and I will be doing that power-packed one-hour show. Darlene's mom. What happened to Jim Jordan? Is he's taking money from Google. Amen. No. Amen. Wow.